We would be honored if you would join us. Ojaba. Ojaba. Hello, hello, hello. Hello there. Hi. Where is Haukon? Is that is that Haukon? <laughs> no, that was me. We are no. waiting for Haukon to say hi. He just muted muted himself. Anyways, my name is Gisle, and welcome to Thulu's Cotton Radio. Hi! <laughs> oh my! <laughs> this is Yen. <laughs> this is Haukon. Uh, and yes. I am it. <laughs> Haukon, you're there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> I... uh, this was probably the worst one yet. Or the best one. Depends on how you look at it. <laughs> so, uh, we have a guest. Should we just oh, you start can, with introducing can... the guest? No! Why, why dive straight into the guest? I mean, we need to bullshit a little bit, and then, you know, suspense building, and then but, ease into it, but, or... But if we if we introduce him right away, he can Bulls. get in on the bullshit. Yeah. Where's the fun in that, though? Uh, we can talk behind his back. I mean, we just mute him. <laughs> Can't say anything. <laughs> well, you, you can hear his laughter. We have stepped yeah. here on the show with us. He has, he has been like twice before, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. So at least. Yeah. So uh, how how are you, Stebby? Oh, uh, I'm fine. Uh, coming off a bit of a cold, uh, not COVID. Yeah. I think. Welcome and, to the club. Uh, oh yeah, every everyone has a cold in Iceland in September, so. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> and yeah, and I'm just about to get a lot better. Oh yeah. Ah yeah. Oh. <laughs> There you go. There you go. So, the other guys, Jan, hey, how come? How are you doing? Pretty good. Uh, Pretty good. I want to know what that sound was that, that came from Steppe. <laughs> the... Ah, uh, wow. it sounds familiar, but I haven't heard uh, it you know, up close in a while. Yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's good, which incidentally is the Icelandic word for gold. Oh, so you're drinking the middle-aged beer. I'm the middle-aged beer. <laughs> so, yeah. It was all I had in my fridge for today. Uh, so you're you're formally middle-aged now. Congratulations. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Ple- pleased to join you. Yes, welcome to the welcome to the club. Welcome to the club. Yeah. <laughs> Great to have you. It will get better. They'll calm down after a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, how are you guys? Have you been playing anything? Other, no, on on a table or online. Uh, I meme myself. Well, kinda, Me- yeah. Not yeah, really though. You were playing. Stepped you were gonna go? Huh? No, no I. You, I, you were I flying Ray. And, you were flying Ray and a couple of uh, A wings, right? No. 
uh, Peyton of Armor with trajectory oh, yeah. iron oh. and uh, pro, uh, electro proton bomb and a oh, trio yeah. of A wings. Yeah, you like bombing yourself, right? Uh, that was calculated. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Jan? Have you been playing anything? In a single game online, um, tried out a sort of mixed Republic squad. Um, really sort of trying to get my uh, Republic juices going for the lat release. Okay. Um, and in a single game of uh, Flight Group Alpha, okay. which is like still really, really fun. Nice. I, I still haven't played Flight Group Alpha or Hotak. Hmm. Perhaps we should do it virtually. Yeah, I was thinking. I mean, it's on TTS. I know that. So. So yeah, that would that would be fun. I mean, I I actually, I tried five A wings against Dash, trying to figure out if I could do something against Dash, and like I thought, I can't do shit. He just absolutely murders five A wings, and if he has wets with him, he spits on it, spits on their grave as well. <laughs> That's but nice. The, you have been playing virtual games. Me? But we'll get back to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since since our last episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why Steppy is here as well. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about that afterwards. We're going to talk about Deathmere. The virtual channel challenge? Is it a challenge or competition or what we call it? It's a tournament. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Obviously, it's a tournament, but okay. Ah. So, anyway. Anyway, but we have news. We have lots of news. Wait, you're not going to ask me if I played a game? Is is that so ridiculous of a notion? Or? No, no. We 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 are going to go talk about that later in oh. Tula challenges. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, we don't want we don't want to spoil it up front. The great no. game you had. No. So. Uh, I think perhaps, uh, Gisti, we should start with some uh, some guest questions. I mean, yes. If uh, nothing else, it's been a while, and we changed stuff in the format and so on. So mm-hmm. yeah. Let me see. I'm gonna open up the all the, the. It has been so such a long time since we had guests, so I have forgotten <laughs> some of the questions. Um, let me look them up. Let me look them up. Yeah, actually, we hadn't had many guests since I became a host. I wonder no. if you were like just afraid that would happen again. Well, yeah, I mean it's gonna happen again. Yeah, but but I, I, you're right, Jan. It's complete devastation, actually. Mm. Yeah, I okay. can't have any more of these guests that just stay. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, guess well, question. they stop being guests <clears throat> if they stay, right? I mean, it's <laughs> true. <laughs> I mean. Jan is still a guest, right? He's not a host, is he? <laughs> I don't think we've granted him the rank of master. Well, <laughs> it's, it's like well yeah, we did. We did. We actually did. All right. Yeah. Have you guys seen a show called Counterpart? No. It's it's really good. Um, it's on it's on Amazon Prime. Okay. Uh, and and Jan is in the in between. So. <laughs> <laughs> The in between. Yeah, so yeah. it's basically it's like parallel dimensions, and then there's like a space between them. Oh, that's where cats live. 
if anybody if anybody has a cat, they know the cat loves yeah, to be yeah, in the yeah, in between. Yeah. They, exactly. They're in between everything. They're like in the door, in the window, <laughs> yeah. sort of not really committing. It's like an ace player, really. Ace players live in yes. the in between. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, so yeah, guest questions. All right. So step it. Uh, mm-hmm. First question: What makes you X-wing special? <laughs> dive in. What makes X-wing the game special? Or oh, what makes you X-wing special? <laughs> Me X-wing special. <laughs> uh, longevity, I guess. Uh, having managed to hang around and to somehow remain competitive in Iceland for six years, around the same time that you started. Uh, Wait, but I thought you were a new player. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. I've only been playing for six months, <laughs> according to the Fly Better podcast. And uh, yeah, if, if if any of them plays me, let's just keep that <laughs> notion up. Uh. Well, no. Sorry. What happened was that I told Scott that I was new at TTS. Yeah. Um, you know, I I've only been playing on tabletop simulator since COVID began, and yeah. and he somehow mistook six months of tabletop simulator for six months of X-Wing in total. Yeah. But, um, I would know. argue I would argue that Steppe is X-Wing famous for uh, the bottle of Brennivine at Worlds. <laughs> you, you, yeah, you mean the bottle of Brennivine I brought with me. Yeah. Well, I, I have no recollection and I'm sure that nobody ever remembers that you brought it, you Steve. <laughs> yeah. <No. laughs> but... But, uh, but my yeah, favorite but... part about that incident was that I got to finally use the weird flex that I I've seen so much on the forums about you know I'm six five and built like a truck and no one's gonna <laughs> and inverted it because you know I'm not the tallest player around so so I could say you know I'm five six built like a minoc <laughs> you know, I'm just gonna meekly accept it from everyone. <laughs> 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 but I have Brennivine. Yeah, I have Brennivine. Well, yeah, well, not, he had Brennivine, but then he was busted. <laughs> and he took it took him like zero point two seconds to point his finger at me. This is his. <laughs> totally you not. You can't drink liquor in here. Yeah. yeah and then, my... then the guy, guy, the security guard came came to me with the Brennivine. It was like, you can't have this year. I I will have to confiscate that. <laughs> and I looked at it, and it was just maybe one shot left of a whole liter bottle. I was like, oh, okay, take it, please. <laughs> I don't have to yeah. throw it away. <laughs> yeah. It was either that or the crates would finish it. Yeah, yeah. but... The crates probably did the most damage about it because uh, to to the bottle because when you gave it to me there was I think about half of it left. Yeah. And then <laughs> when I brought it back, you know, with that one little sip left in it, yeah, you know. Okay, continue with the questions. If you were an upgrade in the game of action, what upgrade would you be? Ooh, the the last time you asked me that, uh, I said jamming beam because I'm worthless. Uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but I, actually, I'm going to change that answer to uh, uh, afterburners because I'm uh, I, I'm exclusive lot, to extended, and I'm stabled to Vader. <laughs> Fantastic. 
That's my answer too, actually. Oh, that's great. That's great. That's so, nice. Well, we... Oh, can I, can I do the last one? Can I do the last one? <laughs> yeah. The FMK question. Yeah, but it's not really an FMK because... No. Uh, <laughs> do we really? No, 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 no. But it, it easy. I got this. So I got Geasley back under control. No, 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 no. Wait. Let me, let me, let me, let me ask the FMK question because it's Stepper. So, you know what FMK is? Uh, yes. Like, it's yeah. Like, I, I, yeah. I, I know what that is. He knows. Okay, okay. Yeah. Because I don't know. Can you just go ahead and tell no. us what it is? Oh no, no. F, 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 F stands no. for you know having coitus <laughs> with someone. <laughs> coitus. Now it's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's not called FMC for a reason, right? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, CMK. I, I can't even do that. And then marry and and then kill. And I was gonna ask him, Stepi, you know, mm -hmm. FMK. So it's you get to choose Jar Jar Pinks, uh, the guy who handles the rancor. I I don't remember what, what it was called. <laughs> and oh the and the Sarlacc pit. Well, okay, uh... so we are officially not a family <laughs> show anymore. That's good to know. No, but yes. we are avoiding the bad words, so apparently it's okay. I don't know. <laughs> yes, I tried to let's... dissuade him from this. I made an X-wing version, but Geesley is insisting. I mean, because I can do no more. <laughs> okay, so my choices were Jar Jar Binks, uh, Rancor Pit guy, and the Sarlacc Pit. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know, I, I. Hmm. For for the for the uh, for the, uh, for the F part, uh, well, the, the Sarlacc pit would have uh, <laughs> its its advantages. I mean, you know, <laughs> thousand years of uh, sensual delights. I would imagine. Uh, I, I would Good marry. <laughs> I would marry the the rancor pit guy because, as you can see, he he has no problems with emotional attachments, even <laughs> even when you're uh, when you're drooling and, <laughs> and ugly. And then, uh, and then I would. And probably... he has a job. Yeah, and he has, <laughs> he has a, a job. job. He has a steady job. Well, the rancor's <laughs> dead, but <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that's 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 that describes most of my relationships perfectly. You know, I find someone who's emotionally available. You know, has that, and just hang me on to them. And uh, then I guess Jar Jar would have to be the the poor and unfortunate victim of of uh, of the of the K. So I'm gonna have to unfriend you then. <laughs> <laughs> this is Actually, fantastic. Ex extremely good choices there. And but, yeah, not the question I was expecting though. First of all, if yeah. you scroll back in our conversation, you will find that I answered the exact same thing. Yeah, I know. And I you know. tested it on me. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> so thumbs up to you, Believe Steffi. me, Steffi, you're not the only one who had no clue about this going into the show. <laughs> I'm glad, glad to but, hear it. But Jan actually made uh, a more family friendly version of this. And a more content-related version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are, we are an X-Wing podcast with yeah. high-quality content. Yes. So, this new one, I, I think it's maybe going to be harder, actually. So, it goes like this. Whisper, Suntir, and Vader. Buff one, nerf one, and remove one from the game. Go. Okay, and I'm, I'm guessing... 
by removing, I, I can't put on the condition that I would only allow Vader to be flown by myself. No. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and bu buffing would usually mean <laughs> drop-in points, and nerfing would usually mean racing, mm, racing, racing point, points. Racing points. Um, but that can be more creative answers if you want to. Well, well, I would, I would most definitely buff Darth Vader, and I'm, I'm pretty sure no one, no one in this room who knows me is, uh, is dying of surprise, of shock from hearing that. Uh, the main problem is whether to ban Whisper or Suntir, because I've flown both as Vader's wingman quite extensively. Uh, oh, I, I know, I know. Please pick <laughs> me. Pick me. Yeah, pick me. Well, uh, if I had to choose one, I'd probably. Uh, I would, ner yeah, I would buff Vader. I would uh, nerf. <laughs> well, I would say Whisper, but she has been nerfed quite a lot. And then I would ban Suntir. Uh, so that's sort of the my first gut reaction. Uh, mainly because even though I'm actually flying Suntir now as part of my list, uh, for the sort of purposes of keeping things viable and competitive, I think Whisper would is probably a better long-term companion. Suntir gives you the cheap thrills in the right now, but you know, in the long term, I think Whisper would be a better nerf buddy. Okay. It does that answer the question? It does. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. How come? You wanted to say something. Mm-hmm. How come? How come? No, 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 no. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. What, like, what, do me, I'm do actually, me. I'm actually quite uh, interested to hear Haukon's uh, uh, view of uh, of the same question with these three pilots because uh, he, if I recall correctly, he hasn't flown them much, but he has been a constant victim of them. <laughs> yeah, and he doesn't uh, yeah. exactly have a love affair with Suntia Felgoin. No, uh, no, no, not at all, not at all. No, but I, I think, I think you did a very good job. So mm -hmm. I, I have nothing to add. Actually, right. when when Jan asked me this question, I said, "Buff Whisper, Nerf uh, Suntir, and remove Vader for, from the game." But you know, no, uh, no, I only <laughs> said that because I know the developers will never remove Vader from the game. Yeah. <laughs> never That's... ever. Let's let's take the, the most famous figure from the arguably yeah, exactly. from the films. Anyways, should we go into the news? Let's do mm -hmm. that. Yes. Sure. So First we got uh, we got two articles this time. Yes. And it seems like they are releasing every Wednesday, so we'll probably get the um, the resistance pact spoiled uh, next Wednesday. Yeah. Yep. But let's start with the first one, the yep. uh, HMP droid gunship. Yes, let's do that. Um, this is strong. I think it's a strong package, strong ship. Might be. I think it's interesting. I mean, it is yeah. very different. Uh, very different can mean OP at launch, but it can also just mean overpriced at launch. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> um, Yeah. Um, it has that side slip thing, which is yeah. quite interesting, especially with the 180 arc. Can cover a lot of ground with that. Um, it's a yeah. medium, right? It's a no, medium, yeah. Or is it? Yeah, it's a medium, yeah. I th is it? No, it's a small. No, it's, it's a small. small. Sorry, no, it's a small. It, yeah. Oh God, that means it's gonna be cheap. 
<laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I think it is. <sighs> I think it will have... It can probably do uh, an uptime on its gun that is sort of rivaling uh, 5A, mm -hmm. if you fly on them correctly. Yeah. I would guess. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's sort of when I hit Correctly? Something. I mean, with the side slip and the 180 arc, I mean, there's not much you can do to actually not catch something in arc. Mm -hmm. It's, yeah. True. 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 And the dial is very weird, like all the other ships. Mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah. It has the, we don't do banks here. Uh, yeah. thing going on yeah. uh, but it's not bad I mean no 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 it's not a bad dial I mean it's quite red though yeah like but the four uh, and fives red some of the red goes away when you put on the config yeah true uh, the when, when you are not in the sort of hover mode then all your straights are reduced in difficulty which means that you have uh, one, two, three straights blue and the four, five straights white. Mm -hmm. So you can go right uh, quite fast. It also has a normal barrel roll, though it's red. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, so, and, how, then, how... and then it has wide reload into calculate. Yeah, which is very good, I would think. Especially since it has five hull and three shields, so I don't think I don't think we see any ship that had a reload action with uh, that no. links to anything. Then again, it gets weapons disabled, and I don't think it has any way to get rid of that. Um, no, you know, but, unlike the gunboats that can still shoot. And... But it still has a uh, calculate for defense, so mm -hmm. yeah. But with just one green knight, it might I don't know. Yeah, sure. I think what what worries me here is the is the is the huge arc. Uh, thankfully, it's only two dice, but still. And then the uh, the ship ability network game. Yeah, which is so quite strong. Network game is basically that you you cannot spend locks to oh. to reroll dice, but whenever you perform an attack, you have a number of reroll equal to the number of friendly locks on the defender. Yeah. So if you fly these with droids, you know, poop out the probe droids and everybody takes a lock before first engagement and then just spread them around the enemy squad and then these things will be hyper accurate for days. Yeah. Or just buoys. Oh, they're first order only. Mm -hmm. Oh. Oh, shame. And but, but what I, they did I... what they did say uh, and I'm not sure if this is actually in the article, but they said so before that, like the hyena bombers, mm -hmm. they will have different upgrade bars. Mm -hmm. At least I think. Yeah. So. yeah. So, and they, we know they both have cannons and missiles, so you might not find both on the same thing. Um, mm -hmm. and it's somewhat interesting because there's only one sort of unlimited or non-limited version, and that's the uh, the i3 version. Everyone else has is either unique or two dots. Uh, there's an I1 version as well. Uh, a drone, oh. Lactoid drone. That's. Ah, uh, 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 okay. It was just on uh, in the picture. That's true. Then. Yeah, the it's yeah. So so the so the two basic ones are unlimited. But but yeah, it's 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 still interesting interesting though that the other ones seem to be 
you know, very limited, you know, like one or two, you know, two each at the most, if you're going up from that. And uh, I would imagine that, since you mentioned the hyena, that the price point of this would be perhaps slightly upwards just because of the hull. But, you know, still very competitive in that they actually mentioned, you know, they use the worm, a swarm of, yeah. in, the, in the article. So exactly. I would imagine that for people who are so inclined that that they think that this ship is something that people would want to bring a lot of, and the ship and the chassis uh, ability would also point to that. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's true. I think I, I would be surprised if you could bring eight of these. That's yeah, not but maybe, happen. Maybe, yeah. maybe 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 seven. six. Yeah, I'll seven? I'll hope I'll hope. Yeah, I, I know. I'm thinking they're probably maybe. around forty points, right? Thirty-five to forty points. No, yeah. I think they're low, like low yeah. low low thirties. Low thirties. Yeah, I was thinking maybe the I one one. You could maybe pack seven of them. Mm. But uh, most most of them naked or something. But who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But it's a good-looking ship, though. It that that's yeah. the same ship we saw in Mandalorian, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, so it is. It's not low thirties. Why? I not? mean, no. no uh, if you can bring seven, that's not low thirties. No, I mean somebody's at low thirties. No, no. I, I, my expectation is low thirties. Okay. But like 30, 33. Compared 30. to a Rebel A-Wing. Mm -hmm. Same attack value, bigger arc, less agility, but five hull, three agility, and got some mm -hmm. yeah. amazing shenanigans going on. Yeah. I, it's probably 35, upwards of 35, I think. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, no, but still, they are probably thinking you need to build them up. You can run around with A-Wings naked. <laughs> That's the thing. I think they're going the Nantex way. Just have them really cheap, and you have to build them up. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> way I don't spam seven of them. I don't really think you can compare them to um, to an A-wing. I mean, if you want to compare yeah. them to anything, you can com perhaps compare them a little bit better to an Arc. No, I mean, I mean, uh, the cheapest A-wing is thirty points, something like that. Thirty-two, I think. Oh, that's the RC2. But yeah. the uh, the Rebel A-Wing, I think, is 30, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, somewhere that At least 30. it should be. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, I hope yeah. they price them conservatively because this network game, if you set it up in the right squad, then it's like, well, I have a Howl Runner and you can't kill it. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, and but with a huge with a huge arc and... On top of that, I have this strange movement pattern that uh, that you can't beat. But I think yeah. But if if you read out uh, the network game a couple of times, it has, actually doesn't say that you have to have a lock to get the reroll. Okay, now I know what I want to compare it to, and I think when I compare it to that, then low thirties might be wrong. I want to compare this to a K wing. Um, uh, depends on the slots that it brings, right? It also has bombs, by the way. Uh, do, uh, what uh, information do we have on what slots it has? Uh, it comes with cannons and missiles. And bombs. And bombs. Mm -hmm. 
That's what we and know. And we know, yeah, yeah. we know, so we know that. Yeah. yeah, and it comes with double missiles and it comes with double cannon. So at least some cool. of them have two cannon slots and some of them have two missile slots. Yeah. Oh, and it also and comes then, with a with a droid thingy. Oh yeah, kind of... it all. Uh, it also mm -hmm. has the tactical relay. Slot. Tactical relay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this thing will have a lot oh, of wow. slots, but it might not be all of them that has a tactical no. relay. No. No, no, that's that's true. But um, yeah, but it, I think but... comparing it to cavings is a little bit more on the nose. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because the agility is the same, the basic attack value is the same. It's not a turret, but it's a 180 arc on a very mm -hmm. maneuverable ship, yeah. so it probably has a very good uptime. It has tanky movement. Uh, what K-wing versus are they, the side slick. Yeah, are K-wings, are they 5-3 or 5-4? Uh, 5-3 or 4-3? Uh, the the, the Holland Shields are 6-3. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, six for six okay. three. Yeah, and there's thirty-eight points. Six. The 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 warden squadron, although they're initiative two, so so the initiative one and the uh, one less hull might mean that it's well, I guess somewhere around low thirties, as you said, thirty-three, thirty-four, thirty-five points. Yeah. Yeah, but ah, uh, probably yeah, thirty-six. I don't know. It's. Mm. Pointless, ex I'm guessing, but I mean, normal FFG procedure is to slightly overprice the launch. Yeah. Uh, unless they really don't understand what they have in their hands, like yeah, uh, basically <laughs> everything that separatists have got done. Mm -hmm. So if they go for thirty below thirty-four, I'm gonna be really disappointed. <laughs> yeah, I I think yeah, I'm I'm more convinced about the sort of thirty-six, thirty-seven price point now. Mm. Yeah. But it, but we'll see. But it comes yep. with a really interesting cannon, double cannon, the synced laser cannon. Mm -hmm. uh, You'll love this kit. Yeah, if you're calculating, the defender does not apply a range bonus. It's a range two to three, three dice cannon mm -hmm. in the front arc. This is yeah, yeah. And even if I, you don't have a calculate, then it's mm -hmm. probably still worth it on a B wing, right, for that extra tap. Mm -hmm. it's a proper free and it, gun. Yeah, you can also put it uh, on uh, the uh, scum aggressors, right? Yeah, yeah. the IGs. Yeah. Uh, that IGs. that was the first thing I I thought of. I mean, especially when they get those uh, double calculates and stuff like that. It's probably depending on how it costs. Do you want to put them on uh, free die shit though? Yeah, if yeah, you're calculating I, at range three, yeah, sure. And I don't think it'll be worth it because the cost will be scaled to allow for the two attack dice become free. I'm thinking mm -hmm. that this cannon has to be priced somewhere in the vicinity of uh, barrage rockets, which is eight points. And I, I was don't thinking think seven. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, true, seven, eight, um, mm -hmm. and. I'm not sure that will be worth it on a free dice gun unless you nope. get an extra attack out of it, like you would on a B-Wing. And I guess you can on some of the... Uh... Oh, that's actually amazing. Good point. What about passive sensors on a B-Wing <laughs> to get the calculate token? <laughs> I don't think it's worth it. No, no. Uh, no. <laughs> Probably, probably <laughs> not, but it's a lot of jank. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, 
What, I yeah. don't remember what we talked about when we first talked about the ship. What no, I think we next? talked about uh, the uh, concussion bombs, the, the multi-missile parts as well. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I think they're worth mentioning alongside the cannons because I feel like they are quite a bit underwhelming. Yeah, I don't know with the 180 arc. It's pretty. But it has it has an under awesome, 180 arc two dice already. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Sorry. but the missile in a vacuum. Who else has a double missile slot? K wings? No. Gunboat. Oh, yeah. yeah. K wings, gunboats. Um, I don't know if gunboats has actually. Uh, yeah. Well, if they if they take the. <laughs> the, yeah. the gunboat, if they take the uh, OS oh, the, yeah, uh, the missile title. config, the missile title, then they have two missile slots. Yeah, yeah. but still, it's only range one to two, not two to three. So that's also oh, it's, quite yeah, it's, underwhelming. It's got the range lock thing, so you know, yeah. but never get the extra dive for the range one. No. Mm -hmm. You can only no. spend one. Uh, extra charge if if the defender is in your front arc to get yeah. the extra, extra die. Yes, yeah. so you can look at it this way. If you say, okay, I'm never going to use the full arc, then in my normal arc, they are like um, a worse barrage rocket. Yeah. Because you spend two charges every time. But on the other hand, you almost never use all your barrage rocket charges. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, if they're cheaper than barrage rockets... Maybe. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can actually spend four charges uh, in one shot but on this barrage, thing. Barrage, barrage, uh, 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 three, no, go three, out to Yeah. Yeah, but still, barrage rockets go out to range three. Mm -hmm. What, what, what do you mean three yeah. maximum? So, so you spend one charge to use the uh, the missile parts, and then if you have them in bullseye, then you can spend two extra to. Uh, if, if the defender is in your front arc, you spend one to roll an additional die. Yeah. If yeah, the defender is in your bullseye, you must spend two. Yeah. Oh, these are not additive. Mm. I'm pretty sure it's either or. I, I I would I would imagine that's how I read it, but I I guess we'll have a, a rules no, lawyer competition. Uh, as no, I mean, one out. is referring to getting an extra die. The other is getting rerolls. Mm-hmm. Oh, but it says instead. Oh, oh yeah. It says, it says oh, yeah. instead. The very last word. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you almost convinced me. Oh, it, but then instead. I saw instead. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's not five full text, dumbass. Yeah. yeah. But, so, so, I, so you can get a four. Yeah. I think the cannon is way better on them than the uh, than the missiles. Yeah. I agree. I agree. So it would be interesting to see if, if the I-1 has both or, or what. If they're yeah. cheap, I don't think they'll need uh, munitions. <laughs> Any munitions on them? No, that's no, probably true. also true. Yeah, that's true. Okay, still, and then we have, and then we have the bomb, and I love this bomb. I'm not sure I really love it. Yeah, the concussion anybody bomb. Anybody plays it, but I, as a concept, I think it's really fun. It's like once you start dropping them. You cannot stop yeah. until all the charges. You <laughs> yeah, drop yeah. one every turn, and yeah, if you fun. reload one, well, then you're just gonna bomb for longer because yeah. <laughs> to free charges. 
in one yeah. turn, which I assume is impossible, then you're not going to stop bombing once you start. No. Uh, that the concussion bomb is the one that exposes crits, right? No. Yeah, it yeah. Uh, it froze it froze. A, you you get a damage card, so under shields. Yeah. And yeah. then you either expose a card, so a random a few damage card, and that happens after, so it could be the one you just got, or yeah. you can take a strain instead of mm -hmm. exposing. Yeah. Right. How do you think? I'm thinking this on Emon. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> just flailing these things all over. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah. Emon, Emon and Nim. Yeah, sure. I mean, what Nim a... for holding the correct uh, placement of bombs, and Emon chucking a few other uh, more of, of the bombs over there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm thinking you can use this on a lot of things. Also, uh, some of the things that are not normally dedicated bombers. Mm -hmm. Like uh, um, strikers, yeah, exactly. Perhaps vagabond. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. You could use it on uh, the beavers hawks. when they come out. Oh, hawks. Hawks, mm -hmm. hawks have a bomb slot as well. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it's just like a oh, don't pursue me. You really don't want to pursue me. I'm gonna disengage <laughs> <Yeah>. now. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but. At the same time, because you're dropping them like one after the other, that also offers the opponent some counterplay in blocking and, you know, you know, you, it, it, to the player who, who's dropping the concussion bomb, he might not realize, you know, immediately where he is in what, th three turns or two, three turns, you know, even though he should be thinking about it, it's not always mm. clear. No. You know, so no, no, it, it, it can, it can very easily be a problem for both players. Yeah, very yeah. Quickly, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. So, so anything that allows you a bit more control, like if you have a skilled bombardier, or you have the type armor's ability, or Emon's ability, mm -hmm. or um, uh, yeah. the, the the striker, what was it called? Mm -hmm. Anyone? Yeah, but but Vagabond, he still has to drop yeah. in the system phase. Mm -hmm. He can just also choose to drop one after Ayla running. Mm. But yeah. he can drop two of them in the first turn and then one in the system phase the next turn, right? Yeah, mm. yeah, probably. So that could be a good way of sort of minimizing that, um, you know, that uh, uncertainty. You know, if you know that it's only two system phase drops instead of three. No. It's because the concussion says during the systems phase, so you have to drop it there. So yeah, yeah, yeah but you can, yeah, yeah, you have to drop it during the system phase, but yeah. it's still ah. a device, so you can choose to drop it. Oh yeah, yeah. With okay. his ability, right? That should over. Yeah, yeah. may yeah. you may if you're not if you're not stressed, you may drop one device. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Hmm. What if you have an yeah. extra bomb slot and you decide to? Release a proton bomb. Well, oh, that's why they have or the wording. Can you on actually? It, right. Uh, no. Oh, yeah. The, the, that's you, why they put must spend must. because because yeah. that would then supersede your uh, free will to drop the proton, proton. bomb. I, yeah. I would believe. Yeah. Yeah. True. Uh, but you could also put these on, um, you know, like punishers or star fortresses, and then just trajectory simulate them into the face of the enemy. <laughs> Jesus. You absolutely do that. 
three turns in a row, just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a five forwards if I ever saw one. <laughs> no, no, but it, I mean, if you just need some time to set up your flank or something, mm-hmm. then it's just, okay, I'm going to activate this. So it's very clear to your opponent that I'm, you're not going to go here yeah, <laughs> in this exactly. general area. And then it gives you some freedom of movement. So it sort of does things like mm-hmm. the electro proton bomb does, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. But it is a bit K-wings of a... Are... Yeah, K-Wings as well. Slam, yeah, slam, I mean, bomb. You can, slam, you slam can drop on. Slam, drop, you know. Mm-hmm. Next round. Yeah. This surely will be interesting. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I think the final note perhaps should be the, uh, the, the new uh, tactical relay that comes with it, Kalani. Yeah. Uh, so it has free recurring charges and that's calculate to action bar if you don't have it already, i.e. if you are a Belbo lab or an infiltrator, I guess. After an enemy ship executes a maneuver, if it's in the bullseye arc of a friendly ship at range 0 to 3 of Kalani, I assume, you may spend one charge. If you do, that friendly ship acquires a lock on that enemy ship, then gains one stress token. So free charges, and they all recur each round. Mm-hmm. Yeah, triple charge. That's. It's yeah. This is. It synergizes pretty well with them, right? Yeah, really, but, really mm-hmm. well, really well. But I wonder if it's just not cheaper to just bring those probe droids and then you know mm-hmm. acquire some lock and just don't use them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's free. Uh, or free free action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you but you get a stress token. Then you don't get your normal token, right? Um, I, I mean normal action. No, but that well, depends because if all of your things are I one, and you know I'm gonna do a blue move in a minute anyway, uh-huh, uh-huh. then as the enemy moves at like I five or whatever. They land in your bullseye. Oh, it's after an enemy ship. Right. Yeah. It, it's yeah. better for generic low initiative mm-hmm. that guys. Yeah. So it's oh, like nice. uh it's it's like snapshot, but uh it's like snaplock. <clears throat> yes. Snaplock. snap-lock. Sweet. Yep, it's an interesting Sweet. ship for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So, Let's move on to the other one. Yeah, the Thai RB heavy, the Thai brute, thick, the Thai, Thai swole. Yeah, Thai swole. Ah, uh, yeah. This looks underwhelming. I gotta say. I'm 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 sort of back and forth. Uh, I really like the pilot abilities. Yeah. Maybe. I don't like the generics particularly, unless they are like really cheap. But yeah. I don't think they will be. No, Our... it's a medium base ship. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, so but again, that, we don't know what. This is the first time we get. This is the first time we get a ship that has focus and calculate on it uh, on its action bar. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a droid or is or is it like a pilot with a droid? No, yeah, it's, it's because it's because there's like a droid brain over in the mm-hmm. the cannon thing. 
Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. like an, an Imperial Astromech that is just built into the ship. Yeah. Which is also why the, the calculator is almost always related to something that that droid does. Mm-hmm. But again, with this argument, all X-Wings with Astromechs should have Calculate, right? Right. That will make C-3PO really good in Resistance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, should we talk about the pilots, obviously? I think we should. Maybe, maybe, maybe the ship first. Is a, is a two-dice two cannon? No, sorry, turret. Mm-hmm. That can Not only be po- back, back and forth, like the yeah. SF. One agility and eight hull, no shields. Mm-hmm. Yeah, focus, is... reinforce, lock, red roll, and white rotate into red barrel roll. Oh, sorry, into red calculate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This ship is gonna scream! Please don't crit me. Hmm. Yeah, but but it the uh, what do you call it? The config that you can put on this ship actually gives it a white calculate. And yeah. depending on how you flip it, you get a rotate to a white calculate or a barrel into a red calculate. So it's got a lot of lot of options on its action bars. Flip it? Yeah, it's are, true. It actually are, has white rotate into white calculate. That's pretty good. Is, yeah. is, is, it, a two, is it a two different? Oh, it's, it's two different configs. Yeah, you're, you're not flipping. Oh, one. okay. It's not a flip thing. No. So you have to choose one. Okay. Unless it rotate. has two config slots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. But it don't. seems like it has, according to the article, two talent slots. Oh, mm-hmm. it does. Yeah. Uh, let me let me read this for you. Let me see. I'm gonna find it here. It it obviously might be the article error <laughs> that we all know of. I'm mm-hmm. seeing. Where is it? Where is it? Or something about? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, so. Uh, 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 no. Wait a minute. I don't think it says that too. They just refer to two different in two different sentences. No. Right? Well, wait, 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 wait. Uh. I. Oh, that's true. Now I know what you what you're on about. So. It has this ion limiter override, yeah, yeah, uh, which yeah, is exactly. a tie specific upgrade. But even though it sounds like you know a censure or a tech or something or mod, mm-hmm. it is actually a talent slot. Uh, yeah, we we talked about this before. That's the one where you can barrel roll after you uh, do a we red maneuver. We could just read it. Mm-hmm. Sure. It says, in fact, talented pilots can pull off an ion limited override, which is a talent. Upgrade. Mm-hmm. After fully executing a red maneuver to perform barrel roll that lines up an attack with a heavy laser cannon or helps help, helps them make a, a dead eye yeah. shot, which is also a talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I'm at least 50 50 on, uh, on yeah. <laughs> article <laughs> exactly. error. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. It might have two talent slots, but it might just be an error. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but these two talent uh, like, tends to be sort of like an interceptory thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I find it interesting why they make it a talent slot, the the ion limiter override, because it's tie limited, and and not just a config or something like that. Yeah, maybe they didn't want it on low initiative. 
TIE fighters. Mm, maybe. That's probably true. So, uh, pilots. We have an I-4 called Rampage. And there you basically... You can pump into ship ships and give them a strain token or two. Yeah, all, all, almost bump into them, right? All, almost. All, it's zero, all, all zero fly over them if your gun is pointing to the rear. Yeah. So basically, you, if you do a fast maneuver like speed 3-4, you mm -hmm. can choose a ship in your turret arc at range 0 to 1. And if you do, they gain a strain token yeah. or two if you are damaged. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they have a three talon. And all the other three maneuvers. All of the three hearts are red. Yeah. Yeah, and they it's have a, a fast. Oh, have a four straight, right? Yeah. It's a yeah, fast they have ship. A four straight. It's a fast ship. Sure. Yeah. It's a fast medium base ship. It is. Mm. Well, it and does have one forward and one back. So okay, it does. But still, yeah, it's a medium and base. A red and one hard. Yeah, but it's supposed to be some sort of ordnance carrier. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it's really underwhelming. Really, I don't know. I think I mean a lot of things can happen depending on which slots it get. Mm, yeah. um, I don't think it's gonna have bombs. I don't think it's gonna have. But you know, a slot or. or oh, you're dropping out. Could There okay. you go. Hello. Hello. Okay. Hello. Hello. Wow. Okay. Okay. This uh, was on my side then. I'm sure the editor will fix it. <laughs> Damn. Hello. Hello. No. Are, yeah. Are you st still recording? You're, yeah. 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 You were talking about the slots. You don't think it has sensor? Yeah. I was saying. Uh, I, I mean, I, I would expect it to have sensor. I don't think it has any more of the sort of offensive slots, like missile, torp, um, bombs, mm -hmm. but. It will probably have a sensor slot, and maybe uh, it probably won't have a gunner slot. But that ship is so huge. Do you think there will be crew in there? Mm. No, I doubt it. Uh, no, no, because it's already got a droid brain. <laughs> yeah. And and they they are putting out that those special you know their configuration is the MGK droids, which I'm mm -hmm. guessing is supposed to be fill that fill that. Yeah. Uh, uh, canopy, or what yeah, you would call yeah. it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. But anyway, we also yeah. have the uh, the I three, Luton Luton Dree. Sounds like I don't know. She's from Sweden or something. Yeah. Luton. Luton Dree. Luton Dree. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. We're, we're talking about rampage, right? When, yeah, before, when, yeah. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I strikes me about that is that, you know, the situations in which you have a ship with only eight hull only, you know, and no shields, and you want to throw them at speed three or four, 
to strain a single ship at range zero to one. Uh, I don't know, meta dependent. That sounds a lot like you're sending <laughs> sending that ship into death, you know, where it's going to be just, you know, oh yeah, I strained that one ship, but all the other ships, his mates are just going to shoot you apart. Sure. Yeah, sure. I mean, but it's not, but it's imagine not that doing that to Dash Rendar. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's not that different from uh, how you fly a quad jumper. I mean, you yeah, throw that true. thing into range one, then you even have to spend an action. Mm -hmm. um, this thing, the bad thing is that if you only give them one strain token, mm -hmm. then they could just do a blue move and clear it uh, mm -hmm. because they probably move after you. Mm -hmm. uh, well, you actually don't know because this is I4. They would was, was be better at I1. Yeah. Uh, but against the aces, I mean, mm -hmm. if they ever yeah. allow you to get near speed free or four maneuver, mm -hmm. they don't want to be strained. They especially don't want to have two strains. Yeah. No. So, it could and, be the Hail Mary that you need. Yeah, and, and the good chance if you fly in there, you give them the strain, and mm -hmm. then you rotate the arc backwards, mm -hmm. and either they bump you, in which case they uh, one agility down and have no actions, or mm -hmm. they fly over you, in which case you might have a shot or at least force them mm -hmm. to reposition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I kind of like this as a again as a as, as a ship that play. It, it will certainly play very differently. And if this ship is like, uh, I mean, if you load it up and it's like sixty or seventy points, then it's dead on arrival. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. But exactly. if you can if you can put a like a single cannon on it and, and just run it with that, perhaps one of the MGK upgrades and be like mm -hmm. in the in like forty ish, then it's mm -hmm. probably fine. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds really like a B wing. Mm, Utility yeah, B wing thing. Yeah, medium base B wing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean uh, or an SF on a medium base. Yeah. I mean, it has a, it has a bit more sort of chunk, but it doesn't have mm -hmm. any shields and it only has one mm -hmm. agility. But it yeah. does have reinforce. Mm -hmm. I mean, it it's it's got all the maneuvers. It has reinforce and got a cannon. It's made to carry car cannons. It's really and if it. Uh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. First, it sounded really like a utility ship, and that you could maybe put some crew on it or something like that. But I guess you guys nixed that off the table. I don't know. What I'm thinking is, if if it if it's at a like a price range of the Punisher, mm -hmm. I would probably always just pick pick a Punisher. Instead, mm -hmm. yeah. So it needs to be cheaper, but it probably yeah. need less upgrades to work than a Punisher does. Yeah, yeah true, probably. True, I mean, true. I would pick. I would probably pick this naked over a naked Punisher. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. and and that's the feeling I get that you're trying with the ship to put.
Okay. Yeah. I'm here again. Okay. Oh, you're back. What was the dropout? What was the I, last thing you heard? Uh, Steppe was just beginning to speak. Ah, okay. <laughs> well, I didn't say anything <laughs> important at all. So. <laughs> just no. about the struggles of emerging in the imperial lineup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. I, yeah. Then the the rebel player aid came in and talked about how Re- how imperials have everything. But I think the real discussion here is what role no, I, this, right? Yeah. What role does this fill? And I don't think I mean, yeah. does the Empire really have a heavy fighter? So like a real slucker? Well, the Punisher. Yeah, it's not really a fighter, is it? Yeah. It's that's an ordnance carrier. So if if this Okay, can... what what do you consider to be a heavy fighter? I mean, a thing like this that can chuck free dice, uh, provided you just put a cannon on it, uh, which without having to rely on having locks and <clears throat> predetermined targets and so on. So oh, it's sort Ty- of like um, uh, Tie Reaper. The Tie Reaper does somewhat fit that role, uh, but I'm thinking uh, like the G1A and Scott. Hmm. Hmm. Which sure. nobody plays. Well, it's big, it, that's a price issue, right? I mean, Fallen was played a lot. Yeah. Anyway, let's. Uh, if you look at the yeah. the configs, right? Mm-hmm. Then it has the the maneuver assist, uh, MGK three hundred, which makes all your free speed moves blue. Yeah, straight and bank. Well, it, it reduces your difficulty. Yeah. So you get blue free banks. Yeah. I mean, you don't usually see that. No. Um, and a blue free straight. Uh, yeah. But, uh, and then you have the other side, which is the target assist. And I kind of like this. This is the one that gives you rotate into white calculate. But it also says, before you engage, if you have no green tokens and you're not stressed, you may gain one calculate token for each enemy ship at range two to three in your firing arc mm-hmm. to a maximum of two. Yeah. So this again, is... you take Rampage, you bump, mm-hmm. you put out the strain, then they fly over you, hmm. and either they arrange one behind you, mm-hmm. or you get some calculates. Yeah. And you shoot at them. I don't know if it'll work in practice, but I think it's cute. I think the target assist will be better than the maneuver mm-hmm. assist, but it will probably also be more expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Apart from that, I think the the upgrades here are all something we've seen before. Yeah, we we talked about the ion limiter override thing. Mm-hmm. It is a bit fun that it has a bladed plating, though. Yeah, and also have a laser cannon, actually. No, no, but the fact, I mean, usually we only seen ablated planing being packed with things that bomb. Mm. Yeah. True. So uh, maybe it has a bomb slot, but I, I just don't think so. Well, it doesn't show at least a bomb. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, no, you would, you, we would have seen it in the spread. Because yeah. that would be bombs, bomb tokens included. Yeah, I would think so. <clears throat> okay. Okay. That let's leave the brute there. I think. Yeah. Yeah. More than anything we've seen, this is going to depend on depend on points. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which we don't talk about. 
No, we don't. But we can talk about. But when 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 do we usually get these? I mean, the release is uh, Friday next week. Mm-hmm. So, we have no. We have gotten it just a few days before. I remember that the points for it were even the same day, even. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So perhaps we don't get the resistance pack <coughs> next Wednesday because we get points instead. Maybe. Maybe we get both. Who knows? Maybe. Who knows? Okay, let's move anyway. on with the show. Yeah, I was going to yeah. talk about the two challenges, but Haukon left, left us. <laughs> and he hasn't played a single game since two weeks ago. So he hasn't done his challenge. And uh, 186 know about our challenge to them they have not yet answered us if they are men or mice oh now I get it okay <laughs> so I, I, I will keep pushing it I will make them do a song <laughs> step it did you hear our song I actually haven't uh, gotten to that point yet because I listen. I mainly listen to podcasts while I'm at the gym, and uh, because of my cold, I've only been like once oh. in the past week. So I'm halfway through your. It's glorious. Yeah, I, I, I I've uh, you've given me some hints, so I know that it's going to be. <laughs> it's 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 an experience. I don't know if Gloria's <laughs> might be taking it too far, but it is uh, it's certainly unique. Uh, anyways, should we start talking about Dathomir? Dathomir. Yeah, Yay. the reason Steppy came here. Mm-hmm. So uh first off, uh I'm gonna have to eat my hat. If I had one. Mm-hmm. Uh I actually like Tabletop Simulator quite much. <laughs> uh, after I've gotten into it, it, it was a it was a little bit of a struggle in the beginning, but oh boy, it's my mm-hmm. go-to now. I would say mainly because I only need to use one screen. I really like that. Yeah, my my view of tabletop simulator was that you know the learning curve at first you know was sort of silly you know uh, my ships kept flying around in that fake physics engine yeah. that they have and you know all of that because I didn't know that I was supposed to lock them down you know there the, the, there's a, you know there's some knowledge that you sort of have to yeah. learn from those tutorial videos but after it's done I actually vastly prefer to vassal. Mm-hmm. Uh, mainly because I think it's, you know, for our COVID-ridden times, there, the the experience of TTS is closer to actually, especially if you have talking to them over Discord or something like that, is closer mm-hmm. than the experience of Vassal, you know. Yeah. But but Vassal is of course still a great program and and done with oh, lots oh, of love and yeah, all of yeah, that, yeah. but. But at the same time, you know, absolutely, the, absolutely, we're thirsting for the over-the-table experience, and TTS does that better. In in a way, yes. In a way. Yeah, for me, so, the hardest part about TTS is uh, 
uh, the perspective, right? Once, yeah. Once, mm-hmm. once you play Vassal and it's like everything is flat, mm-hmm. uh, and now you suddenly have to worry about whether you know the middle of your screen is here on the board or there on the board because it's sort of perspectives out and perhaps a little bit too much. I don't know. Um, yeah, but you get used to it. That, mm-hmm. I, I, I felt this 100% the same way as you did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when you get used to it, it's it becomes better. Anyways, I went to Dathomir and I brought my five A-Wings with me. Mm-hmm. So I was running CC with Heroic and Optics, Tally with Heroic, Greer with Heroic's op- Optics, Roneth with Heroic and Optics, and Blue Squadron Recruit with Heroic and Optics for a total of 200 points. Mm-hmm. Such a fair and wholesome list to fly. Yeah, fair wings. <laughs> yeah. And I gotta say, this, this tournament was a blast. It really was. Uh, yeah, it was six rounds and then top 32 cut. So I'm just gonna go just for a short time over my games. So first game, I... I went against Dan Kager. Dan Kager, probably. He was flying Koran Horn, Miranda, and Wedge. Like a loaded Koran and loaded Miranda. And. Yeah. Uh, Wedge died in one and a half round. And Koran, like, two rounds or something. And then it was just. A matter of taking Miranda down. Uh, so I, won I the like game. that list. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a good list. It is. I was terrified seeing Koran, Miranda, and Wedge. And Sabine. Ooh. And Sabine, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was type terrified, and he played really well. Just. So then I went against Kevin Pedersen, who was flying Han, Han Solo, Wetz, and Fen Rao. Same there, terrified. Oh, Fen Rao in the season lead? Yeah. I haven't seen him on him my list since ever. <laughs> I saw him. I saw him last Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Isn't he still horribly overpriced? Yeah, sure. Yeah, he's fifty he, points. He, yeah, he is. He is. But he is actually really good. I mean, the I6 coordinate and then his ability to, you know, null out mods on that perfect shot. It's mm-hmm. it's really good. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was a really yeah. close win for me. Like 154 to 144. It was 10 points difference there. Uh, it was a game. I mean... Uh, so I was 2-0 and there with uh, <laughs> seriously bad MOE but then again A-Wings don't really get good MOE they usually win with a quite a little margin and lose also with quite a little margin mm-hmm. because they just plink away plink away mm-hmm. yeah. but again they have game against almost anything but they don't have like yeah, they rarely have a, like a seventy thirty matchup. No, but 
they have decent matchup against most things and at least mm-hmm. a sort of pitcher's chance against anything. Except if you're flying dash, dash just murders them. I can't do anything. <laughs> Anyways, third game I went against William Hakewood. The big bad bearded man from Gold Squadron. Great guy. Mm. And he was flying five Petronaki aces, all with Crackshot, two of them with Predator, and then DPS 404 with Ion Torpedoes and Landing Stretch. And what a game that was. I flew brilliantly, I think. Um, I was actually winning that game until the last round, and he had to do three things for him to win that game in the last round. He had to kill a ship that was on like one or two hull or something, and he had to half point another, and then he had to keep everything alive. So, he shoots first, he kills the ship, and then he half, half points another, and he was up on points. And I was like, okay, whatever, because I was at range one of one of his Petronaki aces I knew that I which was unmodified uh, and tractored so it was three dice with focus and and optics against two unmodded green dice oh yeah <laughs> and by the way his his uh, his Petronaki ace was at one hole by the way I just needed one hole one, so he just nat- he just natted out. Yeah, basically I got uh, hit, focus, and uh, blank. Whoop de doo, worst shot I could get basically. So two shots, and I was like, okay, whatever. I mean, pff, he needs to needs to natty, and pff, and that's what he did. He natted out. Yeah, ah, it was one of those games. Ah. It was it was awful to lose that way. <laughs> so are we bad rapping now? No, no, no. Yeah, no, no, no. a little bit. Just just a little bit, just a little bit. Anyways, at that point I was three three one. Okay, whatever. Uh, and I went again the two one. Sorry, and I went against the uh, Min Fan, who actually got into top thirty two. He was flying four blue squadron rookies with BP Astromax. Foils and jamming beings, and then Rose Tico. Oh, I like that squad. Yeah, it, it it it's a really really good squad, and the whole game it it was it was basically he kills one of my ship and I killed one point two of his. Mm. So so I was just blinking away a little bit more than he could blink me. Yeah, and you had a higher time on target, I would assume. Yeah, I, I had a time higher time on target. Mm-hmm. Well, but, but then again, he had BP Astromax, and I made him use that. I think, yeah, I think he cleared all the Astromax, mm-hmm. all eight charges. Ooh. Wow. Uh, but uh, yeah, and that was a game. He's a great player. Great player. Mm-hmm. Uh, that yeah, at that point I was three and one, feeling quite good actually. I was like, okay, I'm on a roll. I, I didn't I didn't expect that because I went with the A-Wings just to have fun. Mm-hmm. Then I went against Yelte de Boer, uh, former 
runner-up at Worlds. Dutch player, I would say one of the best players in the world. Mm-hmm. And yep. he was flying OP-1 Kenobi with Delta 7P and R2 Astromech and Sense. Rick Oli with Alt Maneuver and R2 Astromech. And Plo Koon with CLT and R5 Astromechs. So, uh, this is this is a hard, hard list for A-Wings to deal with. Mm. Because A-Wings, they plink away. I don't have that massive alpha strike or massive burst damage. I just, it's just plink, 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 plink. And everyone has regen. And uh, this is the most terrifying Rickoli without maneuver. And he had, had, had a bit over me. So basically I managed to kill Plo Koon and nothing else. Oh, so then, all your ships moved first. Yes. All okay. my ships moved first. But but then again, he, he one-shotted both of my I-5s but right in the beginning. Wow. Yeah, so I was running three, three against three most of the time. <laughs> yeah. Almost the whole time. Yeah. So at that point, I was three and two with absolutely horrible MOV. And I went against Charles Charles Berkholt, was flying Vader with burners of FCS, Death Rain with Barrage Rockets, Proton Bombs, Seismic Charges, and Trajectory Simulator, and Suntir fell with Predator. And he does a mistake in the beginning and flies Suntir onto a rock at range one of my, oh. can, uh, my rookie. So Ouch. basically the rookie one-shots one shots uh, Suntir off the table there. So then it, then it was just a matter of time. I took out Death Rain without even thinking about Vader. And then I had like four ships running after Vader at that time. So yeah. I killed Vader there. Mm-hmm. So I, I went four and two uh, with absolutely horrible MOV. I, I think I was like 46th. Thirty-seventh in Swiss. Uh, one, only, still only one hundred and fifty MOV from top thirty-two. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was, I was biting my tongue a little bit after that, especially after that loss against William. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but still, I, I was, I was really happy. I was really happy. Uh, I thought I was gonna stay in the salt mines for most of the time, but I didn't. So. And I had I got to play against some amazing players, which was did, awesome. Did you make any sort of TTS uh, lack of training mistakes, like flying onto oh, oh, rock yeah. or misjudging? Uh, yeah, I flew, I think three times on to, on a rock onto a rock. Uh, yeah, misjudged a lot of a uh, lot of uh, ranges and stuff like that. But, uh, it, but it but it comes. I mean, it, it it's a practice. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, obviously I I did mistakes, but then again, some games I flew very well, as well. So, mm-hmm. I was quite happy. But Steppy, mm-hmm. you did a little bit better. 
Uh, slightly, slightly better. Slightly uh, better. Uh, well, as I, I managed to reach the top 32 cut, and from there on, well, should I maybe just go over the tournament, or should I just, you know, let's spoil it all? List. Yeah, well, let's start with the list, and yeah. because um, there were points I wanted to actually discuss with you, uh, in regards to my list, because they've been, I've heard the Gold Squadron podcast and also the Flybatter. They were they both, you know, because they talked about all of the top thirty-two lists, and both of them really stopped at the bid uh -huh. with like capital letters, and you know, uh -huh. and they were like eleven points. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it before we went to the tournament. Yeah, you we were talking. You were talking about the bid. I was I was telling you. I mean. With a nine-point bit, I think you you outbid your opponent ninety-nine percent of the time, or something. Mm -hmm. Right now, yeah. And you had you had eleven. Yeah, and the, but the funny thing is, because the Icelandic meta is so imperial heavy, and I think there were bit wars or something like that. That you know, bidding wars that you know made things a little bit crazy here. So I actually felt that I was a little bit light on the bit with eleven points. I was always expecting to be outbid, and then I'm the guy mm. who brings, you know, the, the fewest points to the table all over the tournament, which actually is going to be important uh, later on. Uh, but uh, let's go over the list. So I, I I brought Darth Vader, Fifth Brother, and Suntir Fell. Now, uh, as you know, Gisli, uh, uh -huh. I always bring hate on Darth Vader. Uh -huh. uh, uh, because uh, even though even with the bit, you know, people say I sh shouldn't be getting shots at uh, shot at Vader. Yeah, uh, but still, with hate, you have eleven point bit, so yeah, bring hate, bring hate, <laughs> and also I, I I know myself. I know that I'm an aggressive pilot, mm -hmm. and I know that I'm going to be putting my Vader into some spots where maybe he shouldn't be in, mm -hmm. and in those cases, having hate can. You know, if I'm dropping a shield for an extra force token, it helps with the force management, and mm -hmm. you know, and makes him also more tanky. In case I, you know, manage to sort of, you know, do what I'm not supposed to do with Vader. So I love having hate on Vader, and I that's pretty much the first upgrade I put on him when I'm list building, and then I put afterburners because, like I said at the beginning of the show, it's sort of stable to Vader, mm -hmm. and then. The main question before, uh, and I have been flying mainly uh, Vader mainly with passive sensors for the past year, but now they've raised the points, and I'm not sure that he's that the passive sensors are worth it anymore, unless you're you know in the sort of situation where you have absolutely no bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So fire control it was. Uh, mm -hmm. Suntir fell. I bring crack shot and targeting computer. Uh, mainly because uh, I would fly Predator if I felt confident enough in my abilities to to get Suntir consistently into Bullseye. Mm -hmm. uh, so I prefer targeting computer on him, just because I, then I have the option of sort of picking my uh, sort of reroll mods yeah. spots. But uh, one thing I was especially practicing in the run-up to Tathomir was that, uh, again, I can be a, a very aggressive as a player, uh, that when in doubt, don't target lock, take evade, and, and then go for the focus. 
Uh, oh, I, I, I was gonna say when in doubt choose violence, but yeah, well, but that's, no, that's <laughs> not also, with, but not with Sun is no. not a fang. No, I know, I know. Yeah, uh, and then the last piece because for ever since we got back from the amazing Worlds tournament in October last year, I've been flying mm-hmm. Vader and Suntir, sort of built the way that uh, they've been built now. Mm-hmm. And then the third piece has always been Grand Inquisitor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, before Tathomir, there was another uh, tournament called Corellia, and uh, there emerged a certain type of list, which I'm sure we're going to discuss later on. Uh, uh, and my thinking was, I need something more to counter that. Mm-hmm. And the list with Vader, Suntir, and Grand Inquisitor is not going to do that. So I dropped the Grand Inquisitor down to Fifth Brother because of his crit-making abilities. And then I put Homing Missiles because that's, you know, that's just, you know, that's just a great upgrade for Fifth Brother. Yeah. Great because they let you. Brother. They let you, yeah. And then passive sensors to just sort of ensure that he can get that lock, especially if I'm if he's flying against higher initiatives. And then the sort of final thing was, you know, again, I had the bit. I had enough points. And the final thing was, well, you know, should I bring something else? Should I bring sense or something, force upgrade or, you know? And then I thought, well, I love hate on waiter, why not bring hate on fifth brother? And I think that one decision to put hate on fifth brother is the main reason that I ended up in the top 32 and not somewhere around, you know, 150 points just off or something like that, or, Mm. you know, or even lower. Because hate on fifth brother, it it made it so, because for some reason, I, I even didn't realize it until I was started flying, but but fifth brother is almost like Bix in this yeah. list. I have two of the highest aces in the, the Empire has to offer, and no one is trying to shoot them. They're all going after the no-name guy with the missiles and the crit-making abilities. Yeah, because you can't leave him on the table. Yeah, you can't, you can't and, ignore him unless you have a lot of buddies. Uh, yeah. I actually yeah. think six and six probably should just ignore him, let him shoot his two missiles, and then say okay. Yeah. But, and then, be- yeah. and because of hate, I was getting, you know, three uh, uh, on average three chances to modify my dice to add a crit with his brother, mm-hmm. and it even made him, you know, it even made him slightly tankier. Even if though I was using the hate mainly to recharge his force for the revenge shot for the for the crit making abilities, mm-hmm. you know, so so hate was an absolute MVP in this list as it is, you know, as it is built right now. But we'll get to, you know, I put it in there to combat the Nantex, but we'll have to get a little bit better in that. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. one, one comment before you continue. I yeah? think that Crackshot on Frontier is absolutely the right call. Uh, crackshot on any free dice attack ship is so valuable. Uh, mm-hmm. If anybody sits down and tries to do the actual math, uh, I didn't, but somebody did, and I looked at it. Uh, you, I think you'll find that crack shot for its two points is just about as good in the average case as 
a pair of proton rockets. Mm -hmm. And uh, actually, it's good that you bring this up because I was thinking about swapping out the crack shot because they put it up in points uh, to, you know, I'm already paying two points. Why don't I put Daredevil? Of course, with targeting computer, uh, I don't need Predator. And then, you know, marksmanship or, you know, not ruthless because, you know, you don't put that on an ace type no. ship. And composure, if you if you need if you need to use that, then you're probably have no business flying Sunterfell in the first place. <laughs> uh, so so it was the choice was between Crackshot and Daredevil, and uh, I chose yeah, Crackshot. Is always the right. I call think there. it's always the right call because it helps you. It you know Daredevil is so much more situational, and it puts you in a worse spot because it actually robs you of your action economy. You know, in return for the boost that might get you the bullseye because you boosted in a hard turn rather than the bank. Yeah. Yeah. But in the long run, crack shot is better. And yeah, it's a it's a very good point. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. 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 And I think even if you hadn't had uh, the the points for the targeting computer, mm -hmm. crack shot will still be way better than predator. Yeah. Because I mean, you have to get predator for quite a few times before it actually matters. Whereas crack shot always matters and it's mm -hmm. just mm, no I think you take one more damage I mean it's yeah, essentially yeah. a two point upgrade that adds a damage to your list yeah. yeah especially if you can put it on a yeah. on a hyper maneuverable <laughs> I6 mm -hmm. and also how how do homing missiles actually synergize with fifth brother's ability oh so how does that work so let me just uh, just read the card uh, with the fifth uh, with the homing missile so uh, I declare my attack. I spend, you know, I have to have uh, the target locked. I spend mm -hmm. uh, a charge, and the homing missile has two charges. After I declare who the defender is, uh, he def the defender chooses whether it's just a normal missile attack. So it's four red dice, and I roll my dice, and I can, I can spend the target lock, and uh, preferably not the force, you know. So I have a fully modded missile attack. Or he can choose to suffer one damage and skip the entire attack and defense steps and the attack is treated as hitting. Which brings us to the gravy because if you have a hitting attack and Fifth Brother has both force active, force charges are active, uh, if the attack hits, you may spend two force tokens to add one crit result. So instead of the homing missile just giving you one damage, it's giving you a hit and a crit in damage. Mm-hmm. And that are we sure this works? Yeah. Yes, yes. Nope. It was in it was in the article for uh, Hot Shots and Aces, mm -hmm. sort of very specifically, and it works. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. It's yeah, really, and, really, really and it, it feels so ridiculously bad when you play against it. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, and also in the homing missile, it it's the wording is you may choose to suffer one hit damage. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not like. Uh, you, uh, I don't know. It's it, the wording does not synergize with Fifth Brother, but like you said, it was in an article, so it must yeah. work. Yeah, but 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 the it, the same, you know, the very next sentence says the attra the attack is treated as hitting. So yeah, so you know, if if the attack hits, you know it. If the attack hits, you may spend, you know. So, so that's where the that synergy comes from. 
Mm-hmm. And yeah, I actually, sure. I, I mean, I mean that attack is treated as hitting is probably aimed at knocking off uh, stealth device. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, and all the other effects, right? That comes mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. from hitting with various yeah. things. But... Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah, me, me and me and Steppy actually played last Tuesday. Yeah. Played against Steppy, and I was flying defenders and fully modded defenders and. With fully modded defenders, I was actually thinking, okay, should I take two hits or should I let him shoot me? Mm-hmm. And I tried both. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and you know, the... two hits both times? No, three hits the second time. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, the, the, the worst case scenario in, in that, yeah. if you take the homing missile, is that you get, you know, he gets four hits... Yeah. You blank out and then oh I'm adding a crit onto that. So all of a sudden yeah, you exactly. take five damage from what should be just a single missile. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and you know, but but we don't need to talk about that game and how it ended uh, <clears throat> any <laughs> <laughs> anymore. Um just uh, do you want me to run through my opponents fairly quickly maybe or Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, well, round one, uh, I played against uh, Andrea Stici, uh, an Italian player, and uh, I got the impression that he was uh, new to tabletop simulator and not uh, not new to the game, but new to TTS. Mm-hmm. And that basically worked in my favor in the first turn, where he switched his styles, and he was too polite because uh, he was flying Dash Rentar with uh, Beastan, Contraband, Cybernetics, Kane, and Jarrus, and Lone Wolf, and a very heavy Luke Skywalker with uh, Advanced Proton Torps, Precog Reflexes, R2, and uh, R- just the regular R2 and, and the foils. And so he had two fives, and I have a four and two sixes. Mm-hmm. And uh, But he sort of swapped his styles... And I didn't realize it, but because my fifth brother had moved, he was—he didn't dare sort of ask, oh, I did the wrong thing. And I, I said, you know, you should have said something because first turn mistakes, I would have let that, you know, slide. So mm-hmm. instead of, he was he put Dash in one corner and Luke in the other, and I put my aces actually opposite Dash in a, I don't know why, you know, just sort of crazy thinking, trying to get Dash off the table before Luke gets there. Mm-hmm. And that actually, that gambit actually worked. So I, w- I secured that win, 200 points, killed both of them against 26. He halves fifth brother. Then it's on to round two, which was actually a really fun game against a British what, player. Wait, what, what was the mistake, though? Oh, he he banked, uh, he banked sort of outwards when he should have been banking inwards. So instead of having Dash and Luke racing to one another in the middle of the board. Oh. Oh. He he basically isolated Dash and made it more difficult for Luke to oh, to fly in. But the way he put it in, because the way the rocks were faced, I didn't realize it that it had to have been a mistake. I just thought he was taking a clever route ar- oh, yeah. with Luke around the rock, mm-hmm. which is why I didn't you know I, I didn't realize until after the game he said, "Oh, I I made the mistake," and I thought, "Oh shit, he should have said something," and mm-hmm. uh, so. A big win there. Uh, and, and he was he was unlucky. He uh, his uh, yeah. his, ne- his next round. Yeah. Uh, he met uh, Tobias Malin, the oh. Swedish champion. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so and so. lost with sort of similar scores. So uh, he was off to a rough start. 
Yeah, and and I'm pretty sure that you know having if if he had had perhaps a few well, his, uh, you know I I don't want to be too harsh to him, but I think his list is a bit too heavy on the Luke side and not up, fully optimized with dash. Uh, and I think that probably shows in his results. But at the same time, I think that he could have done really well and he really could have done a lot more damage to me and my list if he had had more TTS practice. Yeah. You know, because I could sense in his movements, apart from that first round mistake, that, you know, he, he wasn't... I didn't feel like that he was a newcomer to the game. No. Uh, then I played Matt Coggins, and that was actually a, a great game even though the scores were actually like in the first game, 200 to 26, except this time I was a guy who got all my ship shots off and a shot off and I only managed to half point. Uh, I, I forgot whether it was uh, CC, Tlo or Tali, which both had advanced optic, heroic and proton rockets. And then the final piece in that uh, puzzle was Ray, my nemesis, if you're listening. <laughs> and uh, I hate Ray and you know uh, with Finn, Corsala and Rose Tico and this was a great game against a great player and he was like 50 points you know less than 50 points I think off making it into the top 32 yeah, he, cut he, he was 33rd yeah. 33rd oh the saddest timeline yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah and and you know with, with a crazy close amounts of MOE at least in my defense, you know, I didn't do anything in my in our game that uh, that made him lose any MOV points, you know, apart from half point mm. that, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, the funny thing is, I was just talking about, you know, yeah, I'm a bit of an aggressive player. I'm the kind of guy when playing chess, I would sacrifice a bishop in the corner if it gets me a good attack rather than take the safe route. Mm -hmm. And just as I say that, Ray one shot Suntir fell. <laughs> <laughs> And I believe even that, you know, Suntir had range and everything. So, you know, it's like, you know, through, through, you know, through three green dice. Uh, that was on me, though, because uh, the way I usually set up, I have Suntir and Vader on the, in the same corner, and I keep Suntir a little bit more inwards, closer to the center. This game, I should have reversed it to have Suntir more as a pure flanker, because as it turned out, Vader uh, would have been better suited to sort of try and tank these shots and Suntir would have gotten like the perfect side arc uh, sort of uh, side arc things but uh, so that was a fun game even though I lost and then the funny thing is I met him again because I'm playing in a different tourney uh, on TTS now and he had the exact same list and I've made some changes to uh, you know I was test driving a different list and this time I won and I was like yay <laughs> but but he's a he's a good player and a really fun player too too and it, it was just so sad that he had to come in 33rd uh <laughs> The last, uh, the last game before the break uh, was against Jamie Bruce, uh, who had Darth Vader, Afterburners, and Fire Control System, uh, Grand Inquisitor with Collision Detector, and then Death Rain with all the toys: uh, Proto Bomb, Seismic, uh, Strategy Simulator, Skilled Bombardier, and Ablative Plating. And Collision Detector on Inquisitor. Yeah, I. I'm just, I, I'm just wondering why. Yeah. You're not really flying Inquisitor on rocks, are you? I, 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 I I think it was just a case that he had the points and he 
just wanted to spend them rather than put a bid on or something like that. It it was a bit weird and uh, it was a fun game, but at the same time, uh, I remember very little of it apart from the fact that the fact that I had a bid and Vader. Uh, even though his Grand Inquisitor sort of outclassed my fifth brother, and you can tell he killed fifth brother, and then soon yeah. turn, my soon turn, my Vader, just take care of the rest, really, you know, and fifth brother has done his job, he's put in his homing missiles and crits in, and, uh, but that death rain was really giving me problems, but at the same time, this, uh, this game went in my favor mainly because of the bit and of the way I was able to sort of turn his aces against him. So I'm 2-1 at the break. And when I'm comparing my scores to yours, actually, you know, note that all of my games, win or lose, go 200-something, you know. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, kill, I'm killing or be, you know, kill or be killed, and I'm putting up, when I win, I put up huge margins, and the the losses are sort of mm. so that's you know. So I'm feeling kind of okay. Two one after three games, that that's sort of what I aim for as a minimum. Mm-hmm. Uh, then after after the break, I played a Polish player, and he had hollow with power cells and protrusion, and then he had two of the the bat wings, the uh, Thanison and Tafson. And this, I, this was, I believe, Ew. my toughest game of all. Uh, and it nearly came down to a misunderstanding in the last uh, round because I didn't notice that Tafson had hull upgrade, uh, which would have, you know, which actually meant a lot because it, it was a decider whether to spend the two force to force through the half points on Tafson. To yeah. guarantee the win, and you know, thankfully he was a big sport about it, a good sport about it. But you know, his his mic was a bit weird. You know, his his voice came in late and stuff. So, so it was a it was a difficult game. But at the same time, uh, you know, I was just so happy to uh, to pull it off, and and so grateful for him to being. You know, he should have gotten a sportsmanship trophy for for that because he could have very easily have turned the mistake you know and the misunderstanding that happened into a a, a huge argument mm-hmm. uh, so that's a win and I'm 3-1 all, all of a sudden and then as I'm loading for the fifth match I hear I hear a distinctly American voice go are you ready for a joust <laughs> <laughs> And it turns out it's uh, Scott Collins uh, with the F Ocho. And this is the first time I face that squad ever because, you know, I've mainly played across the board and I've never really, you know, faced it in online play all that much. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, Jesus. And, you know, that's probably where he got the misunderstanding that I was completely new to the game, you know, having, you know, only played for six months on TTS, you know, <laughs> and all of that. And But the thing about that game, and this is where I lose by five points. But yeah. the main thing about That's that game 
is that I'm I spent the entire game trying to get my shots off an ankle and you know he's just doing what the Ocho does so well you know getting in my face and putting up all these ankles and putting up all these shots and then Suntir fell just laughed it all off I had the most amazing green dice luck with Suntir <laughs> fell to keep me still going in the game so that you know, so that I'm within a hair's breadth of winning it until the final round where my green dice finally fail and he half points my Vader for the win. Oh. Oh. And then uh, game six, actually, you know, and before game six, you know, he was really happy because this put him into a pole position to actually put himself through, but I've I, I've yet to check what his last game was, you know, be, but I'm sure he lost that because he ended he didn't end up in the top thirty two. Yeah. But at the same time my uh I managed to be drawn against the only player in the tournament that I'd noticed uh because I had the you know I had like the stream sort of on, although I wasn't watching it because you can't really watch it when you're playing. You know, you have to focus on the game. But I'd noticed that there was another player flying Darth Vader, Suntir Fell, and, uh, and the uh, Inquisitor tie. V1. Yeah. The, the V1. And, and that was Ashok Hemmings. And he was pretty much the only guy I didn't want to face in round six. <laughs> Turns out I was the only guy he didn't want to face in round six because I outbid him. Yeah. And by uh, how much? I think two points. I think he was. I think he, I was. I was in terms of bids. I was in first place. Someone, some other guy was in second, and he was in third place, or something mm. like that. Mm. But I, I've forgotten what the second place list was. But he was very clear that he was really unhappy to see my list across oh. the board from him. And uh, and so we played the first few turns, and. Because I think he was just on tilt from the matchup, because he basically sacrificed his Vader and put his Suntir in a spot where I probably would have killed him in a couple of more turns, barring dice luck. Mm. And Grand Inquisitor was sort of out of it. He sort of set up the opposite of what I would do, because I put the V1 in the middle and then the other two guys on the edge, and he put the, his aces in the center and the V1 yeah. on in the corner away. Yeah. And then after. You know, after it was sort of clear that I would be destroying his Vader and going after him all the time, he just said, "You know what? I concede. It's been a long day, and you know, I hmm. I know I'm not going to win." Hmm. And on the inside, I'm going like, "Yeah, that's 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 good news." You know, I felt <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I felt guilty, but at the same time, if he had continued and if I hadn't managed to you know, because I was confident that I would be able to kill Suntir. The question mm -hmm. is, how much damage would Suntir and the Inquisitor do if yeah. the mirror, you know, if he were to continue on to the bitter end? You know, that could yeah. very well knock us both out of contention. <clears throat> yeah. But because of that, uh, well, it wasn't a rage quit because he wasn't in rage, but it still, you know, had that sort of feeling. But because of that, I felt, hmm. I'm in a pretty decent position here in regards to the cut. 
Yeah, I think I think I told you I was like seventy percent sure you were yeah. cut. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. I remember you used that exact. You know, you're. Yeah. I'm seventy percent sure. Yeah. And <laughs> and, I, and I said I was seventy percent sure I was out of the out of mm -hmm. the cut as well. Yeah, you you probably would have needed my my scores. You know, you would have needed like a a really big win. Yeah. Uh, you know, mm. but uh, uh, Stevie. Yep. The list is uh, 190 points, so you outbid him by one. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he was Good the call. Yeah, he was <laughs> he was the second place guy then. You know. So mm -hmm. I guess uh -huh. yeah, I was really the only guy he, he didn't, didn't he didn't face. want to face. And then you know, uh, but uh, you know, when you face the mirror match and you're outbid, uh, I'm pretty sure if this had been the round one matchup. He, you know, of course, he would have approached it differently, and this could have been a real slogfest, you know, because he he is, you know, uh, you know, I got the feeling, especially after I watched his game on the stream afterwards, that he is a good player, and you know, he could have really, you know, if he had sort of put his back into it, but in of course, in a game, but mm -hmm. but at that position, because he realized that as soon as his waiter was gone, even if he were to squeak out a win. He wouldn't make it into the top thirty-two, so mm. you know, so a little bit of luck there. But again, I'm, you know, I'm I I won three games there with huge margins, one with a mm -hmm. close margin, and lost two games, one closely and one narrowly. So I make it into the top thirty-two in place, yeah. I believe, twenty-four or something like that. Yeah. And nice. I'm really happy. Nice. Uh, yeah, nice. Uh, and now here's the thing. Okay. I had a friend coming over that evening, and we decided to go out for some drinks. And uh, one drink leads to another, and all of a sudden it's you know it's 3 a.m. and I realize, oh shit, I have to wake up in four hours to play in the top 32. Oh, That's it's when just you like play a real the tournament. Best games. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. You know, so so I woke up half drunk, half hungover. Uh, and I knew I was facing Bartosz, which is probably why I went out drinking because why you uh, needed need a drink, I, yeah. <laughs> I, why I needed a drink because you know everyone knows Bartosz and that he is an excellent player and has, yeah. you know, uh, you know he he has made top cut at worlds and stuff like that. And I, looking at his list, dash dash to the chopper with. Uh, Dash with Beastan, Outrider, Perceptive Copilot, and Trickshot, Chopper with Sep, Aurelius, Passive Sensors, and Saw Guerrera. Uh, I, you know, the night before, I felt, uh, I, I really, you know, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna fly some X-Wing, throw some dice, if, you know, if he dies, he dies, like, you know, the Rocky Four <laughs> quote, and yeah. something like that. So I got drinking. I wake up hungover, and and then Dion announces, "Yeah, if uh, Bartosz and Stefan would come to the streaming table, uh, that would be very good." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "This is going to be the shortest stream ever. There's going to be a lot of giveaways here." <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> There's, you know, there, there, there's gonna be, you know, marbles and stuff like that for the next hour or so <laughs> after Bartosz has his way with me. Uh, but then the game begins, and 
the way I set up, it just seems natural for me to go after Chopper first. I, I hope I'm not spoiling. And uh, at the same time, maybe because of the drunkenness, hungoverness, I managed to fly both Sunter and Vader in such a fashion that they managed to avoid his attempts to use Chopper in in his role, which is basically to crash into my aces and completely strip them of all token, annihilate them, and then shoot them at range zero with Saw Carrera, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, basically, if I'm caught by that in any single turn, that mm-hmm. chopper, then I'm dead. Yeah. Uh, but thankfully, uh, sometimes having lots of red dice versus zero green dice can be an advantage. And Ooh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, and I have some, you know, um, if you watch the stream, there are some questions about my targeting. You know, I was too reliant on just the old rule of thumb of, you know, shooting the, the longer range shot first and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. there are a couple of occasions where I should have shot f- soon tier first just for the crit-making abilities of Vader and all of that, but mm-hmm. on the whole, I managed to get a chopper, but his dash, man, oh man, that is a hard-hitting dash. Oh yeah. It is. It's like seriously hard hitting. Yeah. You know, in the same round that I fly my Vader around a chopper and manage to avoid being caught by him and killed, uh, I have the option of doing the afterburner's boost in order to get out of range of dash, but I think, you know, and of course I get a trick shot shot and yeah. he had already lost one shield, and uh, and the next thing I know, Vader has panicked pilot. Ooh. And, Ooh. and I'm in oh. just a huge hole, because Vader is now not only facing the wrong way, he's double-stressed, and Fifth Brother is dying that turn, I believe, after Chopper shoots mm. him, you know. So I'm a ship down, and one of my aces, and in fact my preferred ace already is into half points and with one of the worst crits that he can get because, you know, Vader loves his actions. Yeah. I don't know how, but it was sort of just fly hanging in there. Uh, I managed to turn things around because the weakness of Dash is against aces. Yeah. You know, that's his weakness. He built this, I think, for the Nantex and then he didn't face a single one Mm. in the entire tournament because I managed to be lucky enough to catch him. Uh, there's one pivotal thing where Suntir Invader shoots Dash, and he spends both of his focus tokens defending against it to not take a damage. Yeah. And then when he rolls against Vader, he gets nothing but eyeballs or something like that. or you know, yeah. you know. And if he had just chosen to take the damage there, instead of defending, he probably yeah, he would have killed my Vader. But of course, he didn't know that at the time. You know, you don't have, no, no. you know. Mm. But at the same time, he, you know, he even mentioned it there, like, oh yeah, this, this probably was the turning point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, two hundred one twenty four win against a X-wing famous player. Uh, yeah, top top player. And and on stream. And a great, yeah, and a great guy. And a great well. guy. You know, he was he was such a great opponent, and I feel truly blessed to have been able to compete against him. 
And then we go into what's surely to be the theme of, I think, the rest of the show, the spam tax against <laughs> Andrew Prevot, who was the, the finalist, you know, who had mm. the, the, the Petronaki Arena ace crack shot on all of them and Predator on four of them. You know, he went to the full 200. And, you know, he's, you know he, he was a great guy, excellent player. Uh, and the funny thing about that one was that, you know, he was sort of apologetic, you know, I'm bringing the stuff that everyone hates and stuff like that. And then I asked him, you know, and how'd you, how'd you do yesterday? Oh, I, I lost one game. Uh, it was a mirror match. He outbid yeah. me. And he didn't <laughs> mention who it was that had outbid him. But, you know, it turns out that he got a chance la later that day for his revenge. But, you know, that, <laughs> we all know how that went. Uh, and the thing about this game, uh, 51, I score 51 points and he scores 91. You know, he, he half points Vader, he kills uh, Fifth Brother. And I only managed to half point two of them. And after that game, I was left with such a you know, bitter feeling of sort of disappointment mainly because I did everything I wasn't going to and that, that's perhaps where the weakness of my style and list comes to fore because I had flown seven games without facing a single Nantex and all of seven games I was actually flying where well, except maybe against the Ocho where ag my aggressiveness paid off but I had been playing against the Petronike extensively on fly casual, prepping for the tournament, and made it, you know, that against this matchup, I need to slow roll. Of course, in the actual game, I go 5 4. Wait, you're dropping out? It's like. Why? You said, you know, I just threw him to the, yeah. threw him to the wolves, and then spent the rest of the game recovering and trying to not get hit hard enough, uh, while getting good enough shots to sort of equalize. And, you know, it, it's a losing game because I didn't, you know, I didn't do the stuff I set out to do. But at the same time, you know, this is a, this was a great player, who you know, probably was going to have the upper hand in this matchup anyway and beat it. But, you know, still, when you know that you can do a little bit better than you do, uh, yeah. you know, but at, yeah. at the same time, I'm in a huge tournament, probably the biggest apart from Worlds that I've played in, and I'm in the top 16. Yeah. So, yeah. no complaints there. And I, I loved it. I loved the experience of playing against every one of them. And, mm -hmm. you know, just looking forward to to Coruscant, really, and seeing how the meta will have shaken out by then. So that's my backdrop, and sorry if I went on a little bit too long. Uh, oh, no a great showing. So I've, that's fine. You actually actually yeah. got, actually got some results. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but nice but one. you know the. The feeling that I got after, because the the big one, the big story, of course, after the tournament, was that there was the mirror match, the same mirror match in the finals, and I think mm -hmm. all of the top four finals yeah. were swarm lists. I ish. 
six ships. Six, six ships, every one of them. Ish. Yeah, six... Yeah. So, you know, that's sort of... I found that a little bit interesting, but at the same time, I wouldn't have... I wouldn't have done anything differently in my list building or, you know, mainly the one thing I would have wanted was that I would have had one proper game against a human opponent flying the Nantexes before I faced mm. him in the top 60. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so over to you guys. Yeah, well, uh, congratulations on your showing. Um, you got the Coruscant seat. What about you, Geasley? Mm -hmm. Are you going to try again? I, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try out in in Polish, the Polish tournament. We'll do that. Fantastic. I think uh, I'm I'm ninety percent sure. Okay. What I'm gonna bring, I have no idea. I might bring Echo and two defenders. I mm. I really like flying that. Mm. I think you should stick to your five A's. Yeah, but I need to see how many people are starting to bring dash. Mainly, yeah. Mm. Let's see what happens. Uh, it'll be interesting for sure uh, this weekend or two days ago mm -hmm. when most of our uh, listeners hear this. Yeah. We will have seen mm -hmm. how Concord Dorn in uh, in the Australian time zone shakes out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But let's look into the top four. Um, we have uh, uh, Philip Vukic. Yeah. Who flew uh, a Sloan list, uh, but with Ferov uh, carrying Sloan, along with a Holograde yeah. and Ruthless. And then five Thai aggressors, senior specialists mm -hmm. with dorsals. Oh. I, I knew I was on, onto something with the uh, aggressors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, here he goes again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, he actually he faced like a sort of a very wide range of various lists. Mm -hmm. um, he lost his only loss uh, apart from the top four was to uh, Bartosz. Uh, so Bartosz really had a tough run. Um, <laughs> yeah, but he beat. Uh, I mean, he beat Philip here in, in his third game. He beat uh, a top eight guy in his fifth game. Mm -hmm. um, he apparently jousted Dale Cromwell. That game ended 200-200, so I assume that means <laughs> final mutual destruction. Mm -hmm. final yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. So uh, the other top four uh, was Tim Open, uh, who also flew Sis, but not the Petronakis. Instead, mm -hmm. he had uh, Grievous with Crackshot and Title. Two bombardment drones with proxmines and struts, and three vultures with discords and struts. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yep. this can play more than one game. Mm -hmm. And more than two and three. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. True. Um, it's interesting. I mean, he, he does bring, you know, let's get free discords, in there, and that's where we start. Yeah. <laughs> mm hmm. But it's a fun combination because we've seen all these pieces sort of work separately. The bombardment drones with Proxmines or the TIE bombers with Proxmines yeah. for that matter. But yeah. now sort of combined with Discord missiles and then Grievous as you know, he's a really heavy hitting piece. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is. Yeah. 
And then at the top, uh, in the final, we had Andrew Prevert and Van Langelan. Who was the eventual winner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So 10 Petro uh, 12 Petronaki aces total, uh, yeah. all with crack shot. And Van um, just brought less predators. So he had the bid, and uh, yeah. that was quite decisive in that game. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, uh, yeah, I'm almost not into stats, but if we do a few quick stats, then the most popular ship in the tournament, despite there not being that many lists, was uh, the Petronaki. <laughs> uh -huh. There were 65 total Petronakis across all lists. <laughs> with, the, with the Vulture coming in at number two, with 28. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. Other sort of noteworthy without getting sort of too heavy into the stats is uh, Empire had a quite a good cut rate, 25% uh, cut, um, or 25% of Empire made cut, so that's quite good. Uh, Separatist was 38, Resistance was 26, um, so. Yeah, Resistance really got something going there. Ray and two A-Wings really made a splash. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, oh. but not me. No. <laughs> no. I not... think I was the fourth Resistance player. Yeah. By the count, yeah. Um, yeah, cut rate of Separatist, 38. That's up from 33. Average performance of resistance, uh, sorry, not resistance, separatists, 38. And average performance was 67%. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But we do have yeah. hot takes. Hot takes. Are we going to skip pick up the litter? Really? No. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I, I was just going to go into the Nantexes because of this. Ah. True. Let's do that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Good segue. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we we have hot takes, and I mean, I've I've been reading Facebook and Reddit and stuff like that, and everybody's talking about how NPE the and Texas are. I'm just gonna say, and Texas aren't NPE. I agree. They are just super super good. I agree with the caveat. I haven't played against them. Yeah, I mean, but hat sim, like, hat, hat simming it is just. I, I I agree with your statement. There. Yeah, mm -hmm. they're they're not taking away any agency. There, you can you can still play your game against them, but you're just playing against two hundred and thirty points of list mm. or something. Yeah, that's what you. I mean, so they're undercosted for sure, right? But yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. People who say that, oh, uh, they can be blocked without consequence, right? They they are unblockable, but that's not true. They are very blockable. It just means less for them. And mm -hmm. I think it's important yeah. to remember that different ships have different vulnerabilities to being blocked, mm -hmm. right? There's some ships who are very sad when they get blocked, and then there are some ships who. Uh, only a little sad. Like if you block, you know, like a force user, he's probably it's not the end of the world for him. No. Uh, if he has a lot of force and he still has some mods or whatever, right? Um, 
Yeah, but but the thing is, usually when you block ships, you can't shoot at them, and they can't shoot back. Mm-hmm. But but they just roll to the side and point the, their gun at you, and are still able to shoot you at range one, even though they are unmodded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but I mean, that's we also point have people. I'll 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 put this down in my game against Andrew. That was really the one the 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 only single time when I was facing against an Antexis where I felt like wait a minute this isn't fair <laughs> you know well uh, because he he flew his uh, one of his Antexis into my Vader and then used the tractor barrel to you know both turn his turret to where he knew I had to go and reposition away, you know, into a yeah. into to block one more of my moves. That, that that was like the one time I felt, wait a minute, you know, because the rest of the game I felt this is winnable. I can do this. I can I can I can I can get the upper hand. It's difficult, but I can do it. Yeah. But when that happened, it was like, you know, that, that I think that's probably for me that was the only feels bad factor. In facing them, yeah. the you know the, you know even though they are blockable, but mm-hmm. it, it you're only it, taking away one of the three actions that they get each turn. Yeah, and and one of their green dice, and in this case, because I didn't even have the means to capitalize on that to punish him for it, the the disadvantage to doing it was very small indeed. But at the same time, you know this is a very fair point that you know they are blockable. But you know, at what point is the disadvantage to being blocked so small as to be close to nil? You know. Yeah, mm. I, I, and actually, I don't think so because I mean, if you look at it, and when when people sort of land, well, they're like, oh, they're turreted ships, so they're just like A wings, and they have three places they can put their turret. Da, 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 da. We've got to remember mm-hmm. that they can actually only turn that turret if they pay mm-hmm. an agility, yeah. and they can only reposition. If they also turn the turret, mm-hmm. they cannot do Kirby boosts, so they don't go around rocks the same way other things do. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I and then the first side again then says, okay, but they get two actions without getting stressed, and that is mm-hmm. somewhat true. But they lose this, you know, in that respect, they're sort of like the uh, the Baron interceptor, right? But it's like, okay, you can do two actions for strain. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But they can just do one of them even when blocked. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I think I think X Wing should have room for ships that feel different like this. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. this is uh, one of the things I like most about 2.0, apart mm-hmm. from all the totally ridiculous things taking being taken out. I still remember those first, you know, three or four games before you got used to it when I was just like. Man, this interceptor feels like an interceptor, and it mm-hmm. feels different from this A-wing over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to some degree, right? Uh, perhaps the A-wing was a bad example because they feel very much the same. But mm-hmm. I mean, in in 1.0, you had a lot of ships where you could just put upgrades on it, and then this chassis behaved just like this other chassis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the chassis abilities are really important for X-wing for the feel of the ship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think if we don't want, you know, every new ship to just feel like, a, oh, so this is the Imperial version of 
this scum ship over here, then I mm -hmm. think yeah. I think the chassis abilities are really important, mm -hmm. and we oh, need right. to have some some leeway, right? In that, but so I think it's a cost problem. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, they are super strong, and I think Crackshot is a big part of it. I don't know how much Crackshot meant the in their ace matchup. Uh, probably less than it does in you know like when they take down dash or something yeah but but still it makes the aces have to pay a price not to be in the bullseye yeah they have to either barrel roll or boost away it it it, it had a, it had a deterrent effect uh well apart yeah. from fifth brother which i just like i said i just threw him into the garbage you know it, it, it's crazy <laughs> almost practically building an entire anti nantex tag around bringing fifth brother and then he was like Three crack shots later, I'm like, oh yeah, that's why that wasn't a good idea. Yeah. But <laughs> but I now I, I remember. Know, yeah, yeah, now I remember. But at the same time, I agree with practically everything you are saying, apart from you know, I feel that there should be more a more downside. You know, it should be execute fully on the card. That's pretty much the only thing I. But I agree. There, there is room for the Nantex to be different. There is room for it to have this ability. Uh, what, what, and I agree that I think the main problem that FFG has here is costing it so that it doesn't become oppressive in the this way. You know. Yeah, uh, I think if and, we should have had, if should, if, if we should have had a, a cheap Nantex, it should at least have been. A lower initiative, so yeah, exactly. more more things could PS kill them. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because right now we're sort of left in this like there's a lot of if you want a, a, sh uh, a list that is efficient enough to fight them, mm -hmm. then you're probably facing them as aces, mm -hmm. because yeah. they are I four and they have the ability to bring a, quite a deep bed, not an eleven point bed, but quite a deep bed. <laughs> Because the predators are at the end entirely optional. I mean, mm -hmm. as far as I see, if you want to counter build against Nantex, then just assume they are only 192. That's their flaw. Mm -hmm, Six yeah. of them with crack. And I think we will see here in the weekend, we will see several of the Nantex players going all the way to 192. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I would if I were flying them. But yeah. they sort of have that efficiency that you find in I1s and I2s, and they only cost the same as an I1 and an I2, but they are I4. Mm -hmm. And the crack shots... If I, if I was bringing this list, I would actually drop on one crack shot and all the predators. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because everybody's going to drop the predators. <laughs> okay, yeah, so you'll, you'll go even lower. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. That's sort of free. Yeah, but time. but yeah. but when does the does the list start to get considerably worse? I think right. that's when 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 you start dropping crack shots. Mm -hmm. Just think thinking. I mean, six Nantexes with nothing. I think that's absolutely manageable. Yeah, mm -hmm. Kisti and I had a had a test game uh, yeah. before where. He beat me soundly with five A wings, and I was trying to f yeah. fly these things, and mm -hmm. I did poorly in in many respects. And when I looked at it afterwards, I was like, one of the main things was that I didn't focus enough 
on getting the uh, uh, the bullseye. bullseye. Zone. Yeah. I use the the side turrets way too much mm -hmm. uh, because at that point they've become they're sort of blinking, right? So mm -hmm. another thing I think is that if you don't have I four, then uh, or if you are above I four, then assume they bring free gas clouds and they don't care much about them. Mm -hmm. So yeah. even if you bring an I, if you bring all I fives, you probably want first player, so you can mm -hmm. place the two obstacles you brought. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and if you are bringing gas clouds, then you're playing into them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I think dash is probably sort of the the main theme of things we've seen that uh, that tries to beat them. Yeah. Uh, and I'm really curious to see how that goes in Concord Dorn. But if you mm -hmm. look at the uh, at the Petronaki players, they didn't really lose that many games. And when they did, it was usually against another Petronaki player. Yeah. We did have the uh, fifth brother, seven sister, and two sigmas who took down, mm -hmm. I think, two of them. Yeah. Uh, but it's not like there's a list that sort of consistently beats them. Mm -hmm. um, or at least not one that was matched up against them. It's still, it's still early days. Their percentages are off the roof, but it's it's still, in the big mm -hmm. picture, very few games. Mm -hmm. I, I, again, this might just be my ego talking, but I would feel that even though it's a bad matchup for Imperial Aces, that if there was more, let's say, experience amongst the people who are really good at flying them, that they should be able to, you know, pull Tanovin win against them as well. But it's not going to be yeah. consistent enough, I think, as long for as long as it's 200 points or 189 versus 230 points, you know, as it is. Uh, with regards to Dash, uh, he, I think, yeah, he could very well be the answer. You know, but the question is, he. Uh, my experience, especially from that weekend, is that he is such a delicate build. In that, you know, it's easy to build him wrongly. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You know, that's not a yeah, proper yeah. English, but I hope you understand me. You know. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, yeah. easy you to can build him in such a build way. Him, build him too fat. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, like yeah. putting the title on him. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> but but I, but I think you're onto something. I mean, we've seen this in other situations where, when something new comes into the meta, it has mm -hmm. a lot of success early, mm -hmm. and yeah. then it's not that it's an entirely surprise. I mean, nobody was surprised to see Nantex uh, at this event, right? Mm -hmm. No, not no. after Bohan's run last time. But mm -hmm. no. they only had two weeks and even though they got some games in they probably did get games in with people that were really good at flying Petronaki aces mm -hmm. and yeah. even those people that did didn't necessarily get you know a lot of matchups against them because there's still not that many of them mm -hmm. uh, in the in the entire field mm -hmm. uh, so they sort of have this little bit of a surprise factor sort of like uh, like Baba Dengar had in the uh, in the Space Jams, mm -hmm. yeah, where he came in, then he became a thing, 
he won a lot but then for each tournament thereafter in the last two he just went downhill and downhill he got more and more yeah. popular but he got worse and worse score mm-hmm. yeah I think this is more overpowered than Baba Dengar, but I think oh, yeah. a little bit of that effect, I think we'll see. And I still think, still think we'll see a many in the cut, but I would not be yeah. totally surprised if mm-hmm. something else wins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think we'll see this settled and even out at 80%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's Maybe. true. <laughs> but the other thing is... I mean, is... it's at, what, 92% now? Or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 93. 93. Oh, God. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. I mean, we've yeah. seen... Uh, I think it was... Insane. Quad Phantom was 77 at its peak, yeah. uh, but with a lot more representation. The real deal here is what's going to happen when... Uh, how do we say this politely? Less experienced players... Uh, mm-hmm. bring Nantexes. I yeah. mean, uh, that's really going to affect the statistics at least. Mm-hmm. But it's not really going to affect reality because the the good ones are still going to go all the way up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the question is, will you be safe at the bottom tables? We don't know. Hmm. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> It just depends on how many we get. I mean, there are always mirror matches. Yeah. So one has to lose and go down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. True. And then will FFG do something? Do you think they'll? Do you think that they will sort of suddenly pull a like a? Oh, we did some internal testing. Uh, so uh, uh, we'll do an emergency <laughs> point change here. Uh, we missed this. It was a spelling error. Yeah, dog, dog ate the They're base. actually thirty-three points now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, minimum. Well, the... I don't know. I, I I don't know though. I'm not. Yeah, I would like to see them do it, but I I I also like to see how this meta evolves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Try to solve I, the puzzle. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I'm also curious how this uh, sort of plays out, but I think it's sort of yeah. like a morbid curiosity, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, let's see the world burn, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> even though I'm not sure whether it will, but it will no. kind of fun if it did. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Uh, if they would uh, bump it up to, say, 34... Yeah. That would yeah. mean you can only bring five. But you could bring fully loaded five. Would mm. that matter that much? It will still be a good yeah. list. I think yeah. it will still be a really good list. Uh-huh. I think even if they went thirty three and you could bring them but you couldn't afford the crack shots. Right. Uh-huh. And you would no but longer have any serious bid. I think good point. that if you if they would go thirty three if they would go thirty three. Mm-hmm. Would you go with six naked ones, or would you go with five fully loaded ones and a bigger bid? Yeah, or would you go to I three and pop crack shot on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But still, mm-hmm. e- even if you would, you would be flying the same list only I threes. That would mean you you would have the I fours. Yeah. Being being able to kill them. 
before they yeah, shoot. Yeah, arc dodge. And that yeah. means, yeah, that means like echo, like fang gang, stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff at I4. Yeah, there is a lot of stuff at I4, but but the most of yeah. the stuff at I4, you can't compete against the field if you also have to outbid the Nantex. Right. No, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I mean, cool. And, and, I, and, I, and I think if you're flying a generic swarm and can easily sort of afford an eight point bid without mm-hmm. really thinking you lose too much efficiency, then you're probably undercosted. Yeah. <laughs> Most definitely. Okay. Let's do uh, pick up the litter. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh. We forgot that. Yep. Who no, you skipped over it intentionally. No, no, we're, oh, re- we're returning to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> well, that's easy for you, Gisli. Just take uh, like uh, Sammy Pet and yeah. Uvidan. Yeah, I mean, it, yes. We all know Gisli's gonna <laughs> take him. Yeah. Uh, the, no, the hero I, of I, the I, empire. I, yeah, I mean uh, that that's the easy one. But I I want to skim over it and find something, find something else. All right. So you you, you guys say start. so. Okay. I'm gonna take James Riddle then. Um, the best Republic? I think there was one more Republic in the cut. Oh, they're both uh, top 16. So James Riddle flew uh, Anakin, Baby Annie, with passive sensors and proton torpedoes, Wolf in the Ark with intimidation, Luminara with CLT, and a naked Padme. 200 points on the nose. Okay. So two Naboo's, a big dangerous arc, and then uh, a defensive, uh, a defensive Jedi. Yeah. And Lumi and Padme is sort of an, on paper uh, a fine combination. Yeah. That sounds like a really beefy list. You know, yeah. hard to cut through. And he did, uh, he did quite well. Um, he has quite a lot of sort of dangerous matchups, uh, and eventually got kicked out into top eight by Hollow and Free Simon's James Engineers. Uh, but I think we saw he was on stream when he played against uh, a list with seven, seven, six, with auto blasters mm-hmm. and tractor beams. Which he essentially jousted and won. It's not quite fair to say he jousted it, but it was it worked out for him. Uh, he beat Ollie, flying Dash, Wedge, and Jake. So it is. I think it's a fun list. Uh, they're very different, all four ships, and they sort of do different things and support each other. Mm-hmm. So that's my pick. Enough that I actually picked it up and had a game with that. Okay. Yeah, I I found my list. All right, okay. go. Uh, maybe it's it's maybe not the list I'm I'm really looking at. The list. <clears throat> the guy was flying OP, Anakin broadside, and Ahsoka Tano. It's mainly the person. <laughs> the person is Cormac Higgins. <laughs> oh. And he was in one hundred and twentieth place. 
Aww. Oh, how, how could just... that be? Because isn't he the best player in Iceland? That's right. No, he oh, he no. won Aiyat. He well, won but... in the finals. Mm -hmm. That's what no, he did. But but he's oh. no longer in Iceland. So that <laughs> no. must be the uh, yeah. deciding yeah. factor. <laughs> that is the problem there. He, he gets his magic pixie powers when he steps across our shores. Yeah. <laughs> Damn potato. Well, just, <clears throat> just, just sometimes, sometimes it happens. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, true. But yeah. but but other times he he uses his his bit. He gets from a regional his buy, sorry, mm -hmm. and yeah. still plays in, plays his seventeenth. Mm -hmm. Sometimes. <laughs> I really should have, you know, at least played that game against the Nantexes before I went to the tournament, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, uh, I don't want to talk about it. Next. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, I, that, that's my pick, 120. It's yep. Opie, Anakin yeah. Broadside, and Ahsoka Tano. And nope. I, I love Ahsoka. Yeah. Everybody does. Steppy? And Colmack, like everybody. Uh, well... I find it hard when I'm looking through the list to pick just one. I mean, I'm looking at, you know, Oli Pocknell, who brings what's probably going to be one of the top contenders to be a da uh, an Antax killer with his Dash, Wedge, and Jake lists. He's in, he's in 49th place, uh, mm -hmm. which incidentally is one place after uh, someone we know, right, Gisli? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Uh -huh. Thank you. Uh, so uh, I f uh, find that to be an interesting list, but I, you know, also perhaps also in the interest of shouting out my opponent again, who was in thirty uh, third place, and I see he was ten MOV points away from making the cut. Not, yeah. you know. Jesus. You know. So actually, I, you know, my half pointing is probably ruined his entire entire day. Sorry, Matt. Uh, but yeah, I if if. If I were to pick up a list, um, I, I thought I would be picking up Dash to the Chopper because I find the concept interesting. Mm. But I think maybe I would be better served by taking Ray and two A wings and seeing how, you know, seeing how it ticks. Just in case, you know, just to make it more, you know, knowledge is power when you're facing against this, so, which is why I try to fly as much as I can with, you know. You know, mainly fly Empire, but I try to keep current with most of the factions just to have the knowledge of how it works. Mm -hmm. So that that's probably the one I'd pick because uh, I thought it was a really interesting game, and he was really unlucky not to make it into the top thirty-two. True. So. All right. Cool. Nice. Oh, I I have to mention, by the way, because I I mentioned Cormac. Sorry. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I, I have to say it, I'm amazed that he actually managed to show up at the tournament as well. But Well, he had to work. go the whole length into his living room, probably, or yeah, I mean, computer room. Just his work not interfering in some way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, sorry. All right, hey, my turn. Find the list. Uh, uh, 150th place. place. And oh, it's you always, such a... you always go so low. <laughs> yeah. mm. I, I like this because I mean we we are picking up the litter, right? 
That's yeah, why yeah. I, I chose Cormac. <laughs> oh, let, let that, me, let so me go not, over this. That's so not what it means, Gisli. All right. So this list looks absolutely like something I would be building on my uh, on my uh, squad builder, and then thinking it through and saying, "Oh no, this is too too gimmicky. This is too much. This will never be good." But Nick Bond uh, took uh, Leia, uh, a rebel faction Leia, with Lando and the title. And then Nora Vexley in the arc with Duke. What? And Tactical Rule Scrambler. So, wait for it. And then Kyle Katarn in the Hawk with the Multicrow title, Markmanship, <laughs> and Jin Erso. <laughs> so, I imagine you'll be flying this in like a conga line with Nora in the front. <laughs> Uh, blocking shots for Kyle and Kyle having, you know, focuses to spare and Jin Erso to change focuses to evade for Nora, who then jukes up front and probably at range one to somebody because to get the evade tokens in defense and Leia's landowing, so possibly focus evading as well. This. <laughs> This is beautiful. I love it. It's just bonkers, and nobody should ever play this. <laughs> so, so, oh yeah. So he has the Janors Jinerso crew basically to activate the Duke on Nora. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, flying Kyle after Nora, mm -hmm. and when Nora does a focus or Kyle passes Nora a focus. Mm -hmm. Changes it to an evade. It's it's a little bit expensive for a gimmick, but you know I love it. Perhaps a tad fragile. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if this shit works. Oh my god! You you could yeah. Well, hundred fiftieth place, but yeah, sure. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I say. If it works, if it, uh, it works. probably doesn't work one out of uh, it probably works one out of fifteen times it's, or something. It's beautiful when it does work. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at the same time, uh, uh, and Dinerso is not, you know, so she la uh, she lantos and get, always gets an evade token for Leia. Uh, my maybe, card, maybe for maybe, Leia. Maybe for Leia. My one thing about this is that this seems to run hard into my X-Wing 1.0 rule, which is uh, if it looks weird, <laughs> kill, it, kill it. You know, it. you know, yeah. <laughs> or every time you face a list with a hawk, kill the hawk first, and the rest. Kill of the, the hawk. <laughs> kill the hawk yeah. first. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. You know, because because every everyone who builds something with a hawk it builds it's so much around the hawk that it's you know becomes a centerpiece and it's uh, yeah. so fragile. Yeah. yeah. But that actually plays into Nora actually yeah. has a tactical scrambler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <also>. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, so that's great. my pick. Yep. Great. And so any other topics for today or before we go into the fun facts of X Wing? 
I think a uh, very, very, very short uh, tournament summary of the other important tournament that happened on the same day as Dathomir. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was a casual 10-player event where I was TOing and playing in. Uh, I ended up ended up ninth. So uh, the less we talk about <laughs> that, the better. Um, but just saying, Gisli, not out of any experience in this tournament, but uh, this Echo... Defender, defender. You might want to rethink it. It's... Well, ask, ask, ask Steppy how I, how I it, it. It, Yeah. Well, in in my defense, it's the first time I face it. So you know, next time, <laughs> you know, I'll 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 have your number up. And I I, I tabled my next game as well. Okay. So. I had I had. But I... but then again, I ha- I had a different echo. Mm-hmm. I had outmaneuver and and yeah and afterburners. Instead of fifth brother and peasant. I, oh, and that's I, probably it. I mean, I had I had one win in three rounds and a strength of schedule of zero point two two. But I mean, all my oh, games nice. were sorter close. Uh, the score doesn't reflect it, but uh, they were close at one point, and then I just had to lean in. <laughs> Which usually meant <laughs> that I, I lost or... the rest of my games. Mm-hmm. No, it's just Those like ten what, minutes what, were really close. No, it was like, yeah, it's complicated and bad, Rebbe. But <laughs> trust me when I say they were sort of close. Mm-hmm. Um, I was behind, but I still had a chance. And as I, it's just expensive to take that chance from an MOV perspective. All right. Yeah. But it was won by a resident uh, first order specialist, uh, Matthias, uh, who flew uh, this uh, hollow with pattern analyzer and proud tradition. So, okay. did mods all over. Lihus, yep. also with pattern analyzer and proud tradition and special forces gunner. The naked muse, Rivas, and an Epsilon squadron cadet. And he went free. This all fits? Yeah, of course it does. It's first wow. order. Everything is super cheap. Mm-hmm. The most expensive single no, piece is no. Polo, and that's only sixty points. Yeah, but no, oh. I disagree with you there. It's 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 never super cheap. You're always like at a one ninety six, seven, eight, nine points. But but you can just basically fit as much as as many ships as you like. Yeah, mm-hmm. whatever. It's always you can never bid. <laughs> We had uh, we had one Petronaki. Uh, thankfully, he could only get hold of five of them. <laughs> so he flew them with crack shot and snapshot. That can be brutal, though. Yeah, it can be really And he did win. He did win uh, uh, two or three games, uh, but lost to Triple E Wing with Arbol. Mm. So, yeah, nice. But uh, shout out to Matthias for uh, dominating. It was a fun day. Cool. Mm-hmm. Before the dark times, oh. before before the return of Corona. Mm-hmm. We yeah. need to do a tournament, although that looks like uh, something uh, that's not uh, going to happen uh, at the moment. Uh, no. Fuck. Well, we, we do have tournament kits, so... Yeah, but maybe, we have maybe. 19 new cases yesterday in Corona. Yeah, I know. I know. And the 13th day before, so we're we're into another spike. Yeah. Anyways. Anyway, we we need some fun. Fun aid. Do fun. 
Ah, fun facts of X-Wing. Do you guys remember <laughs> the... There you go. Yep. Oh. Keep going. Okay. Uh, now, I, I don't remember how it was. All right. So... <laughs> okay. I, I, I need to make some intro. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. All right. So the first fact of this show is uh, actually Jan's contribution contribution to our facts. The Republic is the only faction to not have a non-limited I-1. What? Yeah. So all do. the other they factions yeah, they have a non-limited I-1. I yeah. So, so now, uh, now the, the question uh, to uh, Gisli uh, and Debbie. Mm -hmm. What is the limited I-1 that the Republic do have? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, ah. Wait. I-1. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, is, is, is it one of the torrents or something like that? You know, what are names? Screwball. No. Uh, Screwball. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Screwdriver. I don't yeah. think you'll get it because it's Cut. a bit of a trick. Uh, it says non-limited. It doesn't say non-unique. Mm. Uh, it is uh, double-limited, and it is the um, the handmaidens in the Naboos. There, I want. Ooh! Wow! Ah. Nice. All right. So on to the second fun fact of X-wing for the show is the Humble Tie L1 is the ship with the most pilots. And some would say that they have 13 pilots, but if you tally the pilots for the Rebel faction as well, it has 17 pilots. The Scum Tie is a modified Tie L1 fighter, so we don't count those as well. So, uh, three other ships also have a number of, a lot of uh, pilots. At uh, number 12, the T65, the T70, and the TIE FO, so coming close. But the TIE LN has 17 pilots split between two factions. Actually, at 13 at, in the Imperials, so it also has the win if we're only talking about the Imperials. Fantastic. Okay, I think. We are out of topics. Or, We're or out, out of time. Of, no. At least out We're of time. We're never out of topics. Yeah, out of, yeah, well, okay, sure. Okay, uh, shout outs. Uh, Haukon, you want to start first? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll shout out the. No, sorry, <laughs> I'm not Haukon. <laughs> no, Haukon is. No, sorry. wait, if you want to do Haukon, you have to do like. Uh, wait. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm just, I'm just uh, making my wait, yeah. <laughs> You forgot the bleep bleep blah blah noises of computer things going on in the background. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And and then mute yourself before you start talking. We love you, Hoka. We love you. Come back. Come back. Come back. Stefan, uh, you want to do shoutouts first? You're the guest. Yeah, well, uh, well, first of all, shout out, to, well, to to you guys for having me on, and and to Gold Squadron for having Galaxies. I think it's a great idea, especially 
once they realized that they couldn't call it worlds and switched to to calling it galaxies, I uh, <laughs> I think it's a beautiful thing. Uh, but I would also like to shout out two British uh, uh, communities, X-wing communities. Uh, one of them is called Steel City. I believe they're from Sheffield, and they've been hosting quite a number of TTS tournaments. Uh, mm. And I took part in one of them. That's probably the main reason I had the experience needed to go through an entire tournament, uh, top-level tournament, without, you know... I think I flew once over a rock, and that was semi-intentional, you know, nice. uh, in the entire tournament. Uh, so they deserve a shout-out, and they're still very active with the Tabletop Simulator. So they're Steel City X-Wing from Sheffield in Britain, I believe. And then the X-Wing Ready Room, uh, which is the sort of also uh, the British site. That's, you know, they do a lot of memes and stuff like that. And uh, Mark Ian, a fair brother who posts a lot of them, you know, a fun guy. I've played against him, actually, in the Steel City tournament. And they are hosting their own tournament, which I'm now currently taking part in. And uh, they're doing a wonderful job as well, so I would like to shout them out. So that's me. Thank you. Thank you very much for that. Nice. Cool. Mm -hmm. Cool. Disney. Okay. Yeah. Um, first of all, I want to shout out to the guys at Nexus. Great games, always. Uh, but I mostly want to shout out to Bruno. Bruno from Millennium Condor. Pala Division. I'm not saying it correctly. Pala Division. You're not French. Oh, sorry, French Canadian. No. Don't hit me, yeah, Bruno. French Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. I gotta say, okay. Uh, go listen to the latest Lore Master quiz. Drunk Bruno is the best Bruno. <laughs> Bruno, you should drink more often. <laughs> it was amazing. And record it. Unrecorded, yeah. It was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I'm out. Yeah, okay. So. I'm I'm also gonna shout out Bruno, uh, but mostly just to to get this little uh, extra thing in here. Bruno, uh, we officially offer up uh, Gisli no. as the tribute of Chul Squadron. <laughs> um, he would love to be on. Uh, he's too modest to say so, but uh, he can no. really kick uh, Stanisewski in the ass. <laughs> no. Uh, I would be competing for the lowest score ever. I would be competing competing to Gordon. Hmm. I think he has the has the lowest score. Ever. We we could also just rig it, you know. I could be in the background googling shit. No. No. I, have you heard the punishment for cheating? Don't want to go yeah. there. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. <laughs> It's Keishless punishment, yeah. not mine. Not true. True, uh, true. <laughs> hey, shout out. I'll shout out everybody at Nexus. We have been twice to play there now, and I just love it so much. Oh, it's such a refreshing thing to go out and, you know, hang, play some games. Love you, Nexus crowd. And then I will shout out to Jesper. Bye. Are you though? What do you mean? I mean they, they look at Thule challenges. Yeah, can we make it a conditional ah. shout out? <clears throat> conditional shout out. Right. I'm actually on <laughs> on board with that.
uh, <laughs> Jasper, you may accept this shout out if and only if you guys <laughs> do the challenge. Yeah. Okay. That is great. <laughs> Anyways. I'm, I'm out. I'm finished. Okay. Great. Jan. So. I'm done. Oh, you're yeah, finished. It, you did mm -hmm. also Bruno. Right. I, so I, I feel like a bit of a dick because I didn't shout out Nexus even though I've been playing there. <laughs> no, you're a guest. You don't have to do community things. Yeah. Woohoo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no, he's just a dick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's a <laughs> well, dick. I can be both. <laughs> a guest and a dick. It is possible. <laughs> it is possible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Goodbye, people. Goodbye, Thanks everybody. Bye. Goodbye. Dum. 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 Da da dum. 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 Okay, does everybody have the show notes? Yes. No. I have, I yes. No. I have the show notes open. Okay, I'll take three out of five. <laughs> I think it's generally better when I don't have show notes. <laughs> True. Oh, okay. Why's that? You, you drive better drunk, right, too? Yeah. <laughs> well, or blind, actually. Or blind, yeah. <laughs> Or both. I mean, yeah. if, you, you, if you get drunk on the right thing, it's the same thing. Uh -huh. <laughs> exactly. Oh, Hokan, who goes first? Uh, you, you go first, or I'll go first. <laughs> well, we figure it out. Maybe, maybe, maybe neither of us will. <laughs> In time. <laughs> I'll go first. Okay, so how can okay. go first then? I'll go first. Okay, good. Okay, great. <laughs>